Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You can treat your prostate without harmful drugs or risky surgery. The secret to healing the prostate is to cleanse the prostate and the liver. Call Apothecary Area Herbs to ask about the Prostate Kit for a comprehensive way to heal and soothe your prostate. Educate yourself on how easy it can be to disinfect, cleanse, and restore your prostate glands. Call Apothecary Herbs for the Prostate Kit and successfully reduce swelling, inflammation, dissolve stones, and cleanse the blood to obtain the results you need. Money-back guarantee with every purchase. Call the experts in organ cleansing. Call Apothecary Herbs now for the Prostate Kit and empower yourself. Toll-free 866-229-3663 or international callers 704-875-8010. That's toll-free, 866-229-3663, or visit the web at thepowerherbs.com. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulphur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
All right, good afternoon all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steffen. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. Now, I'm not so sure if I've got this uh, the sound fixed where it'll work all right, but uh, we're going to give it a shot anyway. I can't hear anything through my headset, so uh, maybe it's just something wrong there, but uh, the chat room will hopefully let me know if they can hear me or if it's too low or if it's all over-modulated or if it's, uh, you know, whatever it is. I don't, uh, I'm not quite sure what the problem is, but I think I've got it, I think I have it good enough to do one show for the week before I, uh, have to check it out and see what's wrong with it this weekend. It is Friday, July 10th, 2015, and it's about nine minutes after noon Pacific. See, uh, the chat room sound says sounds good, but okay. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with my little meters here and my uh, my headset, so... That's fine, though. As long as it goes out fine, I don't have to hear. And the little lights don't have to be the way they should be. As long as it all goes out, that's that's what I'm looking for. Anyway. Okay, let's see. So I guess uh, Germany's kind of caving in. They don't want to go there with Greece. And and there's a real good reason why. You see, because if, if Greece is Greece basically just told the European Union, okay, fine, you know what? No. We're not paying you back. We're not making any deals. We're not cutting anything out. We're not doing anything. You know what? You're just going to suck it up. Because you know what? You tried to play hardball with Greece. You try to tell them, no, no deals, no nothing, no this, no that. No, you're just going to pay us back, and you're going to pay it all back. And Greece said, no, we're not. So they went all the way to the wall, and now Germany appears to say, oh, well, all right. Because, see, they don't want that. Because once the rest of the debtors realize, hey, you know, we can just tell the EU to stuff it, and uh, there's nothing they can do about it. Well, once they figure that out, hey, watch Spain and Italy and in Ireland and uh, you name it. Just start telling the EU, hey, thanks for the memories, but uh, you know what? We're not paying. Oh, because you know why? We figured out what Greece is saying is true. You're a bunch of criminals. Because here's what really happened, folks. Now, they're saying, hey, Greece is on the hook for, you know, $600 billion, a little over half a trillion bucks, right? That's what they're telling Greece. You're on the hook for $600 billion. Well, it'd be one thing if Greece actually got the $600 billion, right? Then you'd say, well, you know, I mean, they mismanaged it and they... They should be able to pay it back, and they shouldn't have spent it all like that. That's irresponsible. That you know, Greece is not the victim in this. However, and I'm just pulling these numbers, but they're they're in the ballpark. Greece really only got about 200 billion. 
The other $400 billion, guess where it went? It went to the European banks, and they just stuck Greece with the bill. You get what, you, you get what I'm saying? It's kind of like here in the United States. You know where the federal government or the Federal Reserve or who the hell, whoever was just giving billions of dollars to the banks? Straight up, here's a gift. Here's the It's called quantitative easing. Here's a bunch of money. Yeah. And then sticking it to the American people. Saying, oh, the national debt's at $18 trillion now, and you're on the hook for that. Well, the American people didn't get one dime of that money. They didn't get any of that money. Why should they owe it back? It's like me <clears throat> me loaning a neighbor 10 bucks and then going telling my other neighbor that he's on the hook for 10 bucks for that neighbor. And that's what they did to Greece. See, everybody's got this idea that oh, well, you know, hey, Greece borrowed $600 billion, and now they should pay it back. But they can't, so there's a problem. Well, yeah, that's partially it, except it was only $200 billion. The other $400 billion went to the European banks, and they just stuck Greece with the bill. <laughs> uh, you see, this is some stuff that Germany does not want out. They don't want this out. They don't want, for one, they don't want people knowing this. For two, they don't want the other debtors in their European Union to start figuring out, oh, really? Let's check our books. Let's see how much came to us. And when they figure out, so what? You loan me a billion dollars and I get half of it, and then somebody else gets the other half, but I got to pay it all back? Wow. Now, here's something else now. So that's, I, I find that good news. Although, <laughs> it's still, you know, the European Union's in a tough spot, see, because if Greece leaves, Greece will start doing better. Oh, they'll have a tough time for a little while. Not as long as you might think, because you know what? The European Union is not the only game in town, just like the Federal Reserve is not the only game in town. Oh, sure, they're all working together and all this, but Russia could come and help Greece. They could trade with Greece. They could say, hey, tell you what, we'll give you a bunch of capital if you'll let our, uh, our Navy Come to your ports and uh, use your, uh, you know, use Greece as a uh, port of call. So could the Chinese. So Europe, really Greece had a stronger hand than it looked like they did. Even though they're a little non in, insignificant economy, really. This is why they're such a big deal. Well, one of the reasons why they're such a big deal. The other big deal is the fact that, you know, others are watching. 
much bigger economies in much bigger debt that the European Union thieves did the same thing to. See, these guys over in Europe, man, they watched, when they got the EU put together, they watched the, the, the Federal Reserve and said, oh, man, do those guys ever got a great scam going? Look what they're doing. They're just printing money out crazy, giving it where they want, keeping it for themselves, getting super, super rich, stealing everybody's assets and putting the bill on other people. This is great. Let's do that. Well, see, the European Union is not exactly like the United States. Those states over in Europe still consider themselves sovereign countries. Okay, unlike the states of the Union. Oh, sure, there's people in them that consider their sovereign states. And every once in a while you hear a politician mouth the words sovereign states, but how do they act? Do they act like sovereign states? They don't act like sovereign states. You know why? Because they are 100% on the hook to the federal government and the money, the debt. Most of the states of the Union are really subsidized by the federal government. This is why every moronic, tyrannical idea that comes down the pike and sold to the states, well, you got to get everybody's social security number on their driver license, even though the law specifically says it's not to be used as identification. But we're saying you got to do it. And some states said, no, we don't want to do that. That seems like an invasion of people's privacy and yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, well, we'll withhold your road money. Michigan was the last holdout on that particular one. And once the federal government said, we'll cut off your money, we'll cut off your money. Oh, 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 well then the hell with privacy. Screw you people and your privacy. You know, I keep thinking of Wizard of Oz and your little dog too. Uh, you know, but so they give in. Why? Because they got to have that money. Because if they don't have that money, up oh, out of business they go. Because they're used to getting that injection of federal money. But it doesn't come without strings. All the educational stuff, you know, OBE, Goals 2000, and now Common Core. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you want to know what else? Do you want to know why your schools will start requiring vaccinations and they will give you no way out if they can? Because the federal government will say, look, you've got to make vaccinations mandatory or we'll cut off your education money. You've got to do Common Core or we will cut off your education money. And so they keep going for one plan after another. And now they've got it to where, hey, Johnny looks like he can read, but he can't understand a word he's saying. Oh, yeah, Johnny can read the words on the page. Well, at least, you know, 30% of the graduates of 12th grade K-12 
can read the words on a page? Yeah. Go look at the numbers, man. Oh, but this is because, you know, we've had a war on literacy. How'd that go? Well, when you lose 70%, uh, you're pretty much, well, you lost, okay? I mean, if you lose, in, hey, in a war, and you're in a unit, and you lose 10% of your men in a battle, you are deemed decimated. That's not a good thing, okay? Decimated means you didn't do good. Decimated usually means you lost. And that's only 10%. So if you lose 70%, what does that mean? Your history. Well, that's the success rate of, uh, you know, the war on illiteracy. Yeah. (laughs) Boy, that's really good. This is almost as good as the war on drugs. Hey, at least the war on drugs made him a pile of money, huh? And got him some slaves in jail. If you don't know about that, and if you've got this idea in your head that, well, dang prisoners, they ought to be working. Yeah, they ought to be working. (laughs) Well, you know what? If that's what you think, I hope you're in a business that gets put out of business because some jail industrial uh, place decided to start making what you used to make. And then you can go live in a cardboard box. And hey, maybe you'll do something desperate and end up in jail. And then you'll have a job again. Oh no, I've talked to people. Ah, they ought to work. Ah, put them in jail. Why should they just live it up? Live it up? See, this is how little... And this should have told us something long ago before we even started losing our rights wholesale. Or should I say giving them away wholesale. I mean, the minute people started saying things like, well, yeah, they ought to work. They ought to do this. They ought to do that. They shouldn't just sit around and live it up in prison. Live it up in prison? Okay, you know what? I don't care if you get to lay around and sit in a box all day long in jail and never have to lift a finger to work and everybody brings your food three times a day and all that. Uh, You really think that's living it up? If that's living it up to you, you've got a pretty miserable life. You know, the problem with that is when you can say or even accept that they shouldn't be living it up. You know, locked in that 8 by 8 box 24 hours a day. Oh, sure. They can look through their cell and see TV, and they can eat three times a day. They can even get a shower. They can even go outside and run around a little bit for an hour a day. The... Americans have diminished the value of freedom to the word they they think that you're living it up. You're living it up in a jail cell just because somebody's, you know, feeding you like an animal at the zoo three times a day. And then you get to watch the television 24 hours a day. You don't get to pick the channel, but you get to watch it. You might even be allowed to read books. 
but you're still locked up. But Americans care about freedom so little anymore that they think that's living it up. Honestly, that's sad. That's really pathetic. I mean, really, man, to to where, well, we got to torture these people, you know, and make them pay. Because if they just get to sit in an 8 by 8 box 24 hours a day for 10 years, never allowed to really go anywhere, do anything, or have a life, they're living it up. Wow. (laughs) But you know what? That's what's happened. Americans really do not value freedom at all much anymore. They think they're free because they can run down to the tattoo shop and get a new tattoo whenever they feel like it. Or, hey, I can stick this little piece of metal right through my cheek and tie it on there, and isn't that pretty? That's what they consider freedom anymore. Every other minute of their life, they're told what to do, what to think, where to go, what they can and can't do all the time. But man, at least I can run down and get that tattoo, so I'm free. That's pathetic. That's America, and that's where we're at, and that's why this nation is dead. Okay? And you better start accepting that, folks. Honestly, now, you might think, well, gosh, that's downright unpatriotic, and it might be. But this nation is over, okay? And the sooner you realize that, the better off you'll be, because I I presume once you realize that, you'll stop depending on it. You know, if you realize it's finished, you won't stop you won't continue to depend on it. And the minute you stop depending on it, you will be better off. Now, when I say this nation is over, and you go, well, that's unpatriotic, maybe. But I'm not saying, for instance, the state of Oregon is over, or the state of Texas is over. But maybe they are, too. But, hey, then let's take it down another notch. Jackson County, where I live, that might not be over. And maybe it is. But maybe the neighborhood I live in isn't. Just keep just keep rolling it back until you get to somewhere where you can say, okay, I can maybe see this. Surviving. I can maybe see this continuing. Maybe this isn't over. Maybe this can be salvaged. Okay? But we have been, again, brainwashed. And and there's no, you know, I was going to say manipulated, whatever, but it's really brainwashed, man. And all of us have to an extent. I was. We've all been brainwashed to just focus on national, national, national. The only thing that really matters is what's going on nationally. 
Yes, nationally. We got to find, ooh, who's my congressman? Who's my senator? What's the president doing? Ooh, the Supreme Court said this. Ooh, let's march on D.C. It's all about Washington. It's all about national, national, national. Oh, what the hell's going on in Iran? Let's go international. Let's do everything except local. Have you noticed how much local news is on your television, those of you that got TV out there? Not much. And you know, half of your local news does national stories. Didn't used to be that way. Didn't used to be that way when I was a kid. Do you know how they slithered into the national news all the time? Vietnam. Because I was watching New York City TV stations when I grew up. Because we lived in a place where, you know, if you pointed your antenna towards New York, you got all the New York stations. And if you pointed it towards Philadelphia, you got all the Philadelphia stations. And you could actually get the UHF Philadelphia stations without even moving the antenna because, you know, that was the thing where you had to get up on the roof and move the antenna. We didn't have one of those electrical things. But anyways, I mostly watched the New York stations because there was five or six of them, which back then, that's a lot of TV. Every night, you know, the local news would come on and it would be all about local stuff. Maybe regional, maybe, but it always was something regional that affected you locally. And then they started the Vietnam news. Oh, yeah. Which would add on to the regular news. Another half an hour. And it was all about Vietnam, just pictures of Vietnam, stories about Vietnam, what was going on in Vietnam. But then Vietnam ended. Did they just shut that down? No, no, no. They retasked it for national news. Now you're getting national news. Then your local news started doing national news on top of it. And now pretty much all we ever see is national news. Everybody's glued to Fox News and CNN and, oh, uh, World Night you know, News. Uh, it's all national I mean, you basically got to go go get a local newspaper, which, what? What's that? A newspaper? To get any local stories. And even that, half of the newspaper is national AP stories. Why? Well, because they don't want you to focus on Local things. They don't want you involved locally. You know why? Because locally you can make a difference. Nationally, they can marginalize you. You know, we like to say from time to time, gosh, they're stupid. And some of the things, you know, that they do seems mighty stupid. But they're not stupid. They act stupid. They do stupid things. So stupid people can say, gosh, that's stupid. Because they would rather have you think they're stupid than know what they're really doing. Anyway, I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in just a bit. 
have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead. 
meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is still Friday, July 10th, 2015. It's about 12.40 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. And uh, there you go. Okay, let's see. The room uh, was guessing on the songs. They didn't get the first one, which was Nobody Knows. Been done, uh, that song been done by uh, oh, Fleetwood Mac back when, you know, the real Fleetwood Mac with Peter Green. Uh, not the phony witch-driven uh, Fleetwood Mac. 
Yes, not a fan of the modern Fleetwood Mac. But uh, anyway, that one was done, that version, which may be the original, was done by H-Bomb Ferguson. And then, of course, the second one was a gimme. Uh, the Boys Are Back in Town by the Bus Boys, which was probably made very popular by the Eddie Murphy movie. I forget which one it was, but it was one of Eddie Murphy's popular movies back when he made funny movies rather than the uh, the bombs he's been making for the last, what, 10 years? Anyhow, let's get to some news. Who cares about uh, Eddie Murphy's... Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's really rich, so... You know, you don't have to feel too bad for him. Okay, so maybe some of you have heard of this woman named Megyn Kelly. I mean, I've been seeing headlines. Oh, she's the biggest thing on TV now. Oh, she's the most popular. Oh, she gets more uh, viewers than, uh, you know, Bill O'Reilly or, uh, you know, what's his name? Hannity. Well, (laughs) she has boobs. Of course she has more viewers than them. You know, those are old, ugly men. Of course she has more viewers than they do. Come on! I mean, are you are you actually thinking that anybody really cares about, you know, they watch the news because they're concerned with the news, with the events of the day? You know, if they were, they'd be reading articles about what's really going on, not watching prostitutes read off of teleprompter. And that's what the news is. That It's a show. Okay? Anyway. So she asks a pretty good question. She'll probably be taken off the air or something. You know, because you folks out there that actually think that Fox News is a conservative website, conservative news, uh, you're crazy. Now... I'll give you that it started out that way. Why? To suck you in, that's why. Oh, look, because, you know, hey, the powers that be realized. Uh Uh-oh. ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, PBS, uh uh-oh. Everything we have on the air right now is completely communist, and everybody knows it. MSNBC, for crying out loud. Everybody knows it. And, you know, there there are conservative people in this country, and they don't have any news. You know what? If we don't provide them something, they're going to go find their own places to be on the Internet. we got to do something. So they get their Australian pal who would not normally even be allowed to open up a TV station in the United States. Changed the rules, monkeyed around, made him a citizen. Him and his Chinese spy wife, uh, who, I don't know, maybe they're divorced by now. These guys, you know, change wives like, you know, uh, normal people change underwear. But, and it started out, oh my gosh, look, oh, conservative news, conservative views. This is great. This is great. Finally, hallelujah, we have a place to turn our TV set to. Yay! Well, okay, so Fox got very popular. And then they started 
adding things like Geraldo Rivera. Yes, a well-known conservative. Oh, wait, no, he's not, is he now? Uh-huh. And how many of their presenters are homosexual on Fox News? Oh, they don't want to talk about that. See, CNN and MSNBC, they'll, they'll wheel out their homos and say, Oh, look, look, look at all the homos we have. Isn't this great? You know, and their communistic, Satanistic viewers will say, Oh, yes, this is wonderful. Uh, not so much at Fox News. So, they keep them in the closet. And you would think, oh, well, no homo's going to stay in the closet anymore. Oh, yes, if you pay them a few million bucks a year, they will. And then when they're finally done cashing the checks, they'll come out and say, oh, hey, guess what, dummies? All those years you were watching me push all those conservative views your way? Oh, ha, ha, ha. Guess what? Yeah, you were watching a homo the whole time lie to you. Yeah, I, I dislike Fox News far more than I do any of the others because the others come straight out and tell you, hey, we are socialists, we push the commie agenda, we blatantly support Hillary Clinton, we, we, we falsify news stories to push our agenda, and we get caught all the time and it doesn't matter. Because their crowd loves it. See, because the communists, and it seems that most Democrats, don't care anymore about the truth. It's just, hey, if we have to lie, cheat and steal, to make people believe what we're saying is true, even though it isn't, that's okay. And when we get caught, well, that's okay too, because we can just say, well... You know, in the bigger context of everything, it was the right thing to do. This is how they try to explain away lying to you about the news. Well, for the greater good, in the bigger picture, lying was good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, if you don't know that about CNN and MSNBC and ABC, CBS, blah, 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 PBS, you know, then you, you really haven't been paying much attention because they've been pretty upfront about it. But Fox News, on the other hand, oh, no, 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 they're still trying to push this. Oh, we're conservatives. Oh, yeah, we're conservatives. We're the, we're the conservative news agency. Sure you are. Liars. See, I don't like liars. I don't like frauds. I don't like people trying to, you know, get something out of you by lying to you. Yeah, I don't like CNN either, but at least they're, they're pay. It, like I said, if you don't realize what their agenda is, they're pretty upfront about it. You're not paying attention. Anyway, so Megyn Kelly apparently um, she says, breaking tonight, the young woman gunned down by an illegal alien. She says immigrant, though. See, because they're not immigrants if you're illegal. If you're illegal, you're not an immigrant. An immigrant is legal. You're here legally if you've immig emigrated here. But if you're illegal, you are an alien. You are an illegal alien. In San Francisco, just laid to rest. 
surrounded by friends and family. It does not appear at this hour that anyone from the Obama administration was in the in attendance. Yeah. Uh, so it goes on. Uh, her loved ones remembering her as avid traveler who loved connecting with people until her life was cut short a week ago. That's when uh, Kate was shot and killed while in her father's arms, police said, by this man. Francisco Sanchez, an illegal alien who had been deported five times from this country and had raped up a oh sorry wrap, wrapped up a string of felonies while in the U.S. The San Francisco sheriff had Sanchez in custody as recently as April, but released him pursuant to San Francisco's sanctuary city policy where they have rules against handing over anyone to the feds who might be deported. The sheriff himself, a convicted criminal, says he stands by the city's policy. You know, there are certain places in this country that just need to be destroyed. I mean, really, some cities are really just like Sodom and Gomorrah, where it's like time for, you know, the the word to go out, look, if you don't support homos, if you're not a stinking criminal, get out. Get out now because we're toasting this place. And San Francisco qualifies as one of those places. It's a darn shame, too, because it's really kind of a neat, and I don't mean the people, I mean the the uh, you know the geography the the way it is the the way it's set up it's kind of a neat city it's a darn shame that it's been taken over by homos and criminals and actual communists you know Nazi Pelosi represents that area don't you is it is it any wonder. <laughs> And as somebody in the chat room says, start with the District of Columbia. And, yeah, I'd have to say uh, that would probably have to be the first choice, you know. It, it probably would. I mean, it's it's a tough, you know, look, it's it's not an easy choice. You know, you've got Chicago, you've got New York, you've got San Francisco, Los Angeles. I mean, geez, it goes on and on, even Austin, Texas. And I know a bunch of Texans would like that, too, because they recognize what Austin, Texas is. Austin, Texas doesn't even belong in the state of Texas. I mean, Texas is a pretty conservative place, except in Austin. And, man, that place is about as liberal, communist, tyrannical place you've ever want to be. I mean, I've been all around the country, and I'll tell you what. Uh, I can't say they're the most, because I gotta, I gotta kind of give that to the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. They're the, I think they're pretty much the most brutal in the country. But I'm telling you, the Austin City Police are right up there in brutality. Oh yeah, yeah they are. And and this is just, you know, the more liberal a city is. And people, people always think this way because the Democrats tell people this. Well, you know, Republicans and conservatives are just mean-spirited. They're mean people. They're just mean. Mean, I tell you, they're mean. 
Meaning, well, us Democrat communists, we're nice. We're, we're nice, friendly. We love everybody. Yeah, except when you go to a liberal place, they are the most vicious, brutal. The way they run their, the, the way they run their government is the most, in, in the most brutal manner that you can imagine. And you might not recognize this when you roll into a communist city in your suit and tie and your little briefcase and you're there to obviously make them money. They like you. But you know what? The very people that they say they love so much that the Republicans are mean to, like the homeless, the underprivileged, the disabled even. Oh, yeah? Well, that's just all rhetoric because you know what? You go to these commie towns, man, and you're poor, prepare to be brutalized. Serious. I, you know, and this is not something I read. This is something I lived, okay? So I know this is true. And I don't care what statistics anybody shows me or anything. I know this is true. This is one of those things that it doesn't matter what anybody says to you because you know it's true because it happened to you. And I always found that kind of weird because, gee, you know, the Democrats are the ones that are always saying they love the poor. They, oh, they help the poor, love the poor. Oh, it's those mean, nasty conservatives. They hate the poor. They're mean to them. Well, in real life, that's not, that's not how it works out. All right, let's see here. What's this? This is not the story I wanted. Anyway, I guess the federal government got hacked again. You know, you'd think they'd they'd hire somebody uh, to secure their systems or something, huh? I mean, they're getting hacked, like, what, every every couple of weeks now? Hey, uh, this many more million people are, uh, you know, uh, at, at risk. Yes, at risk. Anyway, oh, let's see. We've got, uh, oh, well, we've only got five minutes or so. Let's see. Uh, Ann Coulter says something. Immigration law. Now, it's not law. Okay, let's get this straight. It's not law. You see, what Obama has done is not law. What they're doing is not lawful. It's not even legal. Okay, because you can say, well, yeah, Obama's the commander-in-chief, and he wrote an executive order, and he said, and they are, and that's it, the way it is. No, that's not the way it is. You see, Obama wrote an executive order telling an executive agency to disregard the existing law. That is not okay. That's not legal. He has no authority to do that. As a matter of fact, not only does he have no authority to do that, he has violated his oath of office. He's committed perjury of oath. He's committed treason, for God's sakes. He took an oath to execute, faithfully execute the laws of this nation. And then he writes an executive order to an executive agency telling them to disregard the laws of this nation. He has no authority to do that. There is no legality behind it, and it's certainly not a law. See, people need to get a little more accurate in their in their writing, in their in the words they use. Because, I mean, I get what Ann Coulter's saying. 
Zelensky says that the immigration laws killed countless more Americans than ISIS. And that's true. I mean, that's true. What Obama's done is he's allowed a lot of criminals into this country that shouldn't be here. Even ones that we've thrown out are back again and again and again, racking up felonies. And yet, you get felonies and you get deported? No American citizen gets that. Oh, yeah, rack up a few felonies and then they send you to what? Wherever it is you came from, right? Uh, Oh, let's see. Okay, Frank, that's it. You've gotten three felonies here and uh, you're in big trouble. We're going to deport you to Scotland. Uh, Okay. Off I go. I'm in Scotland now. I, hey, cool. You know, committed a few felonies. Now I'm running around in Scotland. But I decide I'm coming back. So I come back. And and nobody's going to arrest me. Right? How can this be good? How can this be a good plan? I mean, really, I don't care if they're Mexicans or, or, or anybody else from anywhere. I don't care if they're Canadians. This this is not a good plan for any nation to do with anybody. And they go, oh, well, you're a racist. A racist, huh? Guy's got five felonies. No, he has numerous felonies, been deported five times, and then he ends up killing a woman, and I'm a racist because I say he should have never been here in the first place, and he should have never been allowed back. And you know what? I hope that family sues that, that sheriff. And whoever signed the sanctuary city things, because what they did was they decided, now follow me along here, because I'm all for local stuff, but you can't have it both ways. When the federal government marches into Arizona and says, hey, you can't have these laws about immigration because immigration is the federal purview. It's our job. We can't, you can't do it because we're doing it. All right. Well, if that's the case, then you can't have a city saying, well, immigration is the federal uh, purview, but you know what? When we catch an illegal alien, we are not going to give them over to the federal government, which means they don't go anywhere, which means nobody takes care of them, which means there's no retribution for any kind of illegality at all. See, you can't have it both ways. Either it's a federal issue, and when you find a you know illegal alien, you got to give them up to the feds, or it isn't, and then every local place can make their own rules. I think personally that would be a better thing at this at this point, because I think most places around this country would say, "Oh hell no, we catch an illegal alien, we're going to drag you back across the border." And you know what? Let places like San Francisco keep up their nonsense. See what happens to them. Anyway, I got to go. I'll see you again next week on Monday. As always, thanks for listening.
Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. And I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Adisk, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Friday, July 10th, 2015. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. Uh, we got uh, gold up a little bit today, up 220. It struggled, but we're still positive for the day. 1163 for gold, 1163. Silver was up to 18 cents today at 1567. Nice to see it stay up at that level. We have platinum up seven at 1035. Palladium is up 15 at 655 dollars. And we had the USDX today. Trading lower at 0.53 at 95.94. Crude oil's down a couple cents, 0.06 at 52.72. And the paper markets today, let's see, let's go to the market closes. You have the Dow, good day for the Dow, up to 11, 17,760. The NASDAQ up 75 at 49.97. S&P up. 25 at 2,076. Ten-year yield still is creeping upward, 2.42 
percent up 0.12 euro 111 that's up almost a full point 0.83 and of course you know our markets are strong and so is uh, uh was the world you have hong kong up to germany was up almost three percent london up almost one and a half percent so everybody is uh you know feeling good i think there was a song feeling good mm-hmm. and um Greeks, no problem. China's no problem. Everything stopped and everything is good. The world has, has um, actually, it's not the contagions from China and Greece that affects the world. It's the U.S. contagion that affects the rest of the world because we teach everyone how to do the, to create a plunge protection team and how to get confidence in the markets, to, to have all the markets turn around in just a dime, you know? Well, confidence is always our most important product, Melody. And, of course, confidence, mm -hmm, it's the same word as when we say con artist and con game. We're talking about a confidence artist and a confidence game. And you ask any congressman, and they'll explain to you what the word congress, how it resembles con game and con artist and confidence. Do you think they would actually explain that? Just had my little headset fall off, and I couldn't hear what you said, Molly. Well, when you were talking about the politicians, they will explain it. Do you think they actually would? Well, they will give you confidence. You ask them for an explanation, and they might not give you an explanation, but they will endeavor to inspire your confidence because that's what the whole system runs on. Um, you know, one of the things on confidence that just fascinates me, and it's something I've maybe talked about on the program, I don't remember if I have or not, but it's a relatively new insight for me. And it, it's almost mind-boggling. And it goes to the idea, we maintain confidence, and most importantly, in our currency. We have confidence in our currency, and It used to be that we had a currency that was backed by gold or backed by silver. And we used to say the U.S. dollar was good as gold. All right? That was back from a time when you could redeem the dollar with gold. You take a paper dollar, you go to the bank, and you say, okay, I'd like like gold for my $20, $35, whatever, whatever the price was at the time. And you could redeem the dollar for gold and... If you brought the dollar to the bank, that gold was essentially deducted ultimately from the coffers of the U.S. government. They were the ones that were putting up the gold, and your dollar was good as gold. You could exchange it and get real value for the piece of paper. But over time, we became conditioned. Another word that starts with the word C-O-N. But we became conditioned to accept the idea that the piece of paper was real money. Even, and even and that persisted even after it was no longer good as gold, and we couldn't take our piece of paper and exchange it with the government for gold. Now, we can still exchange our paper, but who do we exchange it with, Melody? Get something real. You tell us. Well, it's not from the government. You know, if I have, if I have a checking account, and I write a check, and I send a check off to someone they take that check and deposit it at their bank, and their bank runs it through the, the bank media, the connections and whatever, and it's deducted from my account. 
I wrote the check, and the value of the check is deducted from my account and transferred to the account of whoever cashed my check. But what happens when we get paper dollars from the government? Who do we redeem them with? If I wrote a check, it's redeemed on my account. It's not redeemed on your account, not redeemed on the account of any of the people in the audience. It's redeemed on my account. I wrote the check. I redeem it. The money comes from me. I make that real, essentially. If I don't have money in the account, we have a problem. You know, that's a no-no. But what happens when we take one of those paper dollars right now from the government? How do we redeem it for something tangible? And the answer is, we buy something at a local store. Assuming I was running a hardware store, for example, and someone in the audience had received some Federal Reserve notes from the government. You can't redeem them with the government. If you go back to the bank or the government, right now the law is all they have to give you is a new Federal Reserve note, a different one, not even a new one. You can say, well, I want to redeem this $100 <laughs> $100 bill for gold or silver or something, and they say, sir, the only thing we can do is give you another $100 bill. You can't, even though the money comes ultimately from the government, you can't redeem with the government. We no longer have a basis for confidence in our ability to redeem the note that comes from the government, redeem it from the government. Where do we redeem it? We go to the guy who's got the hardware store. And we say, look, I got a piece of paper here. I can't redeem it for the government, of course. They issued it. But would you cash this piece of paper for me and give me, you know, a, a hammer and a box of nails? And the hardware guy says, yeah, sure, I'd be glad to. Now, the point I'm trying to make here is that if I had written a check and I give you the check, you deposit it in your bank, the bank sends it back to my bank, they deduct however many dollars are on the check, those dollars come from me and they go to you. The government doesn't put up any dollars. They send out these pieces of paper and they rely on us to have confidence that we'll find some other idiot who will accept these pieces of paper as if they have value. Now, I don't know if I'm making this very clear or not, but this is a very strange thing. This is like having a checking account where no one ever cashes my checks. I can write a check for $100. I can write a check for 1000 I can write a check for a billion. I can buy anything I want because no one cashes my checks. And to some extent, that analogy applies to our government right now. They don't actually pay for whatever it is they're purchasing. We pay, you pay, I pay when we accept these pieces of paper and then we go, they, so some people pay us with pieces of paper, we go out and pay the pieces of paper to someone else, that's where we get our tangible return on our dollars. And I'm not, uh, you know, again, I'm not sure if I'm explaining that very clearly because I'm kind of exploring the idea on my own and trying to get it clear in my own mind yet. But I'm hoping that somebody's picking up on this. Used to be... Got a Federal Reserve note, you could redeem it for gold with the government. They issued the note, you can cash the note with the government. Uh, not today. Government issues the notes, but you cash it with one of your neighbors. This is part of the reason why it's so important that we maintain confidence in our paper currency. Because if the time ever comes where the American people sit back and say, I don't want that. <laughs> what do you think, I'm crazy? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some a hammer and a box of nails for one of these pieces of paper from the government. You think I'm nuts? If we lose confidence that we can always swap that piece of paper with somebody for a hammer and a box of nails or a new flat screen TV or an automobile or tires or whatever, we lose that confidence and the whole system collapses because in the end, the people that are issuing those notes aren't backing them up with anything tangible that we can acquire. Does that make any sense, Melody? Absolutely. Well, it's a strange situation, and it's part of the reason why we are vulnerable. Our world is in a fragile condition, and the whole system, not just here, but globally, virtually every place on the globe is running on this fiat monetary system. They issue paper, and we redeem it among ourselves. The people in I mean, this has got to be such an extraordinary laugh. To the people in positions of power, they say, this is, these people are crazy. Look, look, we never actually pay on our dollars. <laughs> is this cool or what? You know, again, it's like, you know, I had a checkbook. I can buy anything I want because no one will ever cash my checks. How long would it be before I owned the state of Texas or maybe North America if I could just keep writing checks and never have to redeem them myself? I could buy everything. This goes to the idea of big government. It goes to the idea of a loss of liberty. It goes for increasing poverty in this country and in lots of places in the world. It all flows out of that monetary system that <clears throat> virtually no one understands. It was uh, Lord Keynes uh, who be responsible for the Keynesian theory of economics. He made the point, and I can't quote him precisely, but he made at one point, I think in his book, The Economic Consequences of Peace, I think that was the title of it, and he wrote this back in the early 1900s, and he made the point that not one man in one million understands the economic and monetary system well enough where they can diagnose problems and essentially protect themselves from those problems. And what he was essentially saying is that the entire, what he was saying by implication, is that the entire Keynesian system of economics, theory of economics and money and whatever, the whole thing is based in large measure on the presumption that only about one man in a million can understand what's going on. And this should be disturbing to people. We have an economic system that almost no one really understands. Today, there might be more than one in a million. It might be one in a hundred thousand to fully grasp what's going on in our monetary system. And they understand, and it might not even include Ben Bernanke and Janet Yellen. They might not be the one in the hundred thousand that actually gets what's going on. Chances are they do. But we are living in a world where the whole monetary system is a mystery that 99.999% of the people do not and probably cannot understand. And when you look at that and you say, gee, we're in financial trouble, well, how surprising can that be? 
We have a monetary system that the vast majority of the people, and I'm not talking about 60, 70 percent, talking about 99.99 or more, can't and don't understand. And likewise, they can't and won't understand when the whole thing collapses, and they won't understand why. And they will be subject to being led by people who stand up and say, ha-ha, I will not only explain this to you, I'll tell you who to blame, we can hang them. I'll put a chicken in every pot, and all you have to do is just follow me and give me your votes and maybe your tax revenues. In any case, the world is a strange place, and a lot of it goes to the idea we have a monetary system that the people who issue the money don't have to pay for it. It's not really redeemable in the normal sense of the word. It can't be that way, or at least it shouldn't be that way, any more than I should be able to sign checks that I never are never charged against my bank account. If you're putting the money out, it's got to be redeemable. I don't care what price you put on it, it's got to be good as gold, got to be good as silver. If you're not going to do that, sooner or later, we're going to see the big trouble. And that's where we're headed nowadays, getting close to that big trouble moment. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While we're talking about that, here's an interesting story from some people who apparently do understand the monetary system. This is from the AFP. Japan grapes sell for a record $8,200. All right? Now, you might think that that's a trainload of grapes, <laughs> but no. A bunch of Japanese grapes has sold for a record million, for a record 1 million yen about $8,200, or $315 per grape. The record-setting bunch of 26 Ruby Roman grapes was the highest price paid at this year's first auction in Kanazawa, 300 kilometers northwest of Tokyo, smashing the previous record of 550,000 yen. That would be in the neighborhood of... 440 or $4,400 last year. Uh, some people might think that's a lot for, you know, a couple dozen grapes. <laughs> but each berry weighs at least 20 grams, three quarters of an ounce, and is the size of a ping pong ball. Now, as you know, Melody, I'm, I'm, not, I'm no dummy, and I would never pay $315 for an ordinary grape. But for grapes that weighed three quarters of an ounce, or the size of a ping-pong ball, you can count me in. I mean, such a deal, huh? Earlier this year, a pair of Ubari melons sold for 1.5 million yen. That's $12,000, about $6,000 per melon. The Japanese department store, uh, they they spent $300,000, 300,000 yen for a pair of pristine mangoes. See, mangoes aren't as valuable as grapes in Japan. You can only get 300 and What's that translate into? Uh, $3,000, roughly. Uh, $2,400, actually, for two mangoes. That's about $1,200. The price of one ounce of gold for each mango. Mangoes are cheap in Japan. You can get a real bargain. If you're, if you're a mango enthusiast, you can get all you want for an ounce of gold each. Um, those Japanese guys sure are smart. What, would possi- what could possibly happen to slow the Japanese economy? Uh, if they're willing to pay $315 a grape. I think I'll take all the money I have and invest it in Japan. How about you, Melody? Would you like to invest 
with people who pay 315 bucks for a grape? Probably not. Let's take a break for some commercial announcements. Melody and I will be back on financial survival in just a moment. Please stay tuned. condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it, It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. Programs brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver at 1-800-375-188. We've got a caller, Dave, from Michigan. Hello, Dave. What you got for us? <clears throat> oh, how are you? Hey, 
well, I see the uh, Stars and Bars came down today, and all the politicians, even one lady politician, she's crying, oh, take it down, take it down. But, you yeah. know, maybe that is, does offend people. But in Detroit now here, back to Detroit, they've got a huge three-ton black iron fist, and they say it represents Joe Lewis. Looks more like ANC to me and Mandela. But, uh, and, and if they really want this fist to represent Joe Lewis, they should put a leather glove on the end because he didn't fight bare knuckle. And uh, I, so I, I really I take offense to that. So to a lot of people, you take offense to everything going on here. I mean, yeah, this political this correctness is a kind of insanity. And, pardon? Well, this political correctness is a kind of insanity. It presumes that you have a right to control what other people say like and how they display themselves and the rest of that sort of thing. I mean, some of this, and it's just crazy. Well, that offends me. How'd you like to be able to run that against your congressmen and your senators for telling lies? I'm offended when you tell lies. That's a lot more reasonable than being offended by the by a flag. Um, could we stop Congress if we expressed our concern with our politically incorrect lies or all the lies politically correct? What do you think, Dave? Well, maybe we ought to try that. <laughs> maybe yeah, I understand. <laughs> uh, I've got a new name for the Pope. Seeing how he's become such a New World Order guy, it's Pope Heretic the First. Uh, all right. Like that? <laughs> maybe we'll stick. It's supposed to be well, Peter Romano. If you read uh, the uh, on the Internet 1050, I, uh, it's the Irish Pope that... Uh, he had the 113 names for the popes, and they used they went by the playlist, and they used all 113 names. And this last one's supposed to be the anti-pope, and he's sure playing the role. And he wants everybody to dig down their pocket and give till it hurts. In other words, eliminate the middle class, and he wants this carbon tax. So what's what's the carbon footprint of the Vatican? You know, I've I, I no seen idea. where they have 12 Mercedes limos. You know, you can ride around in this little Hyundai, but, you know, what kind of cars do they really drive and all the helicopters they have and uh, all the artwork. You know, if they got a lot of artwork down in safes, if they would sell it off, they could really feed a lot of hungry. Yeah, well, they have to preserve that. It's like the government owning land west of the Mississippi. I mean, they're having financial problems, and they can either – Borrow money on future generations and let your children and your grandchildren pay for what they need, or they might be able to raise taxes on Americans today, but they're not going to liquidate any of their own assets because they have to hang on to their stuff. You know, anybody else, you're coming on some sort of financial problems, and we all do at one point or another. What do you do? People routinely have a garage sale. We sell all our junk. Sometimes we file for bankruptcy, and we have to liquidate whatever property we own. But the government isn't going to liquidate its property. It's, it owns half the land west of the Mississippi. Why not sell it? Why not let and not sell it to foreigners? Sell it to Americans at a price per acre that we could afford to buy. How many How many people would like to own 100 acres or 50 acres or 20 acres or whatever in Wyoming or North Dakota, South Dakota, Oregon, Washington, Alaska? Get the government out of land business and government needs money? Fine. Sell assets. Same thing with the pulp. you got assets. You need money. You want to help the poor? Sell the paintings. Right. It's a good illustration that the people that are hustling for these dollars... You know, they all oh, they they really care about the poor. 
but they don't care about them enough to give any of their money to support no, the poor. No, so it's not to mine. raise other people's money. Yeah. Hey, one other thought. You know, with all the terrific flooding in Texas and what have you, I hear it's 300,000 to drill a deep well to get into the aquifer, which is two-thirds empty, to uh, water and irrigate. When we have these huge floods, why don't they have, they know where it normally floods, why don't they have huge pipelines going to the nearest uh, hole that they drilled to pump water out and pump water back in? Stuff well, doesn't go to the ocean. That's an interesting idea, but I think the aquifer, the water that gets down to the bottom of that aquifer is pretty much filtered by all the, however however many, you know, 1,000 feet, 2,000, 10,000, I don't right. know how many feet of rock and uh, whatever is between the surface and the aquifer, but the water gets filtered by all that rock. If we just pump it back down the hole after after a rainstorm or whatever, we're going to get all the bird droppings that came off the roofs and uh, whatever cat manure is laying around on the ground and insects and the rest of it. And well, if you need water, it for agriculture, Al, that's just more uh, fertilizer. I understand, but if you... Mm, yeah, good... Mm, yeah, that's a good theory, but it doesn't have to be bottled that by water, Iron Mountain like in Michigan and dry up a bunch of streams. You know, yeah. it's just so, another one of the problems. You know, it's just a matter of using the resources that we have, as opposed uh, to selling them. Well, I mean, Mel was talking yesterday one about the other. Melody was talking yesterday about T Boone Pickett, who has bought thousands of acres of land in Texas, bought the water rights, and now he's selling water to uh, Saudi Arabia. Well, there's tanker ships coming to the Great Lakes taking water, and that water's worth more than oil. Uh, You're over-talking. Go ahead. One at a a time, guys. I didn't hear him. He he cut out, I guess. T. Boone Pickens is depleting the water in the aquifer that's available and should be reserved for the American people. And he's depleting it to make a fast buck. That's all. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. You're only, what do you got, three days without water and you're dead? Right. This game, we're giving our water away, selling it to make a fast buck to the Saudis. It's insane. It's insane. Melody, who bought a big track of land out there with the aquifer down below? It's your friend Donald Trump. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Oh, he's into it too, so he's no fool, you know. I'll say well, that. Bush, G.W. Bush allegedly purchased several tens of thousands of acres in Paraguay. Right. Which is a rainforest, and the uh, the apparent objective was to, uh, you know. Get himself some property that can generate some water. He knows the day is coming when the people of the world are going to be screaming for water, and he intends to make a buck off of it. And I know the day is coming, and it means to me I can't make a buck off it. I'm not inclined to try. If I had the resources, I might be in. but But it does tell you, you've got to do something to prepare. You know, we're going to see that problem. We're not going to see it this year, but with the drought in California, they're beginning to see the problem, and we're going to see a serious problem globally, a lack of water globally, right? And probably within the decade, maybe quicker than that. 
Well, this what we summer, said? the Great Lakes come up a foot and a half, and it's almost to the top of my seawall. And two years ago, I couldn't lower my boat down off the lift because I didn't have enough water. So we've got plenty of water at the moment. Well, Great Lakes is the biggest single concentration of fresh water, of surface fresh water in the world, isn't it? They say if you spread all the water from the Great Lakes over the continental United States, you could hold it, it would be nine feet deep. Wow. Now, that surprises me. That means you probably can't walk across the Great Lakes then, huh? Right. I mean, it's little, it means it's probably the Great Lakes themselves must have some depth to them. Yeah, probably can't is walk over six, one side or the other. Yeah, Superior is over 600 feet deep. So that's yeah. my complaint for the week. All right. Appreciate it, Dave. Okay. Take care. Thanks for the call. What's next, Melody? Um, I do have something that I wanted to give out uh, for callers if they'd like to call in. It is 1-800-932-1980. That's 1-800-932-1980 if you'd like to give us a call. Uh, if you have a question, uh, please, you know, please uh, we encourage you to do so. Got an article here from the Washington Times. Headline is, Feds acknowledge hack of government computers affected 21 million. Huh? Federal officials acknowledged Thursday that they mad that hackers managed to steal information on more than 21 million Americans from the government's background check computers, including details of their health and financial histories, as the shocking outlines of the breach finally become clear. The type of information stolen is a cybersecurity nightmare because the kinds of personal details would let a hacker pose successfully as someone else. Also extended beyond the hack also extended beyond federal employees, grabbing information about family members and roommates of people who once applied for security clearance. Here is House Speaker John H. Boehner. He said, we've got to do something dramatic to restore confidence to the American people. Oh, please. Come on, how are you going to restore confidence to the American people? Somebody hacked into into government computers. You know, you would think. You would think that government computers should have a fairly sophisticated virus protection program. They ought to have a pretty secure, pretty sophisticated security system to keep foreigners from getting in. And yet they were able to take 21 million Americans' data out, and the government barely knew barely knew that it happened. The Office of Personnel Management said the breach of background check computers affected 19.7 million people who had applied for background checks and 1.8 million others, mostly spouses and cohabitants of those who applied. So if you're living with someone who has applied for a government security clearance, and we're not talking about top secret in the resident, we're just saying, look, you need a, you need a background check if you want to get a job for the federal government. Well, if you're living, if your husband, your wife, whatever works for them, odds are you were among the chosen 21 million. The information stolen includes passport numbers, 
travel history, complete personal health, education, employment, and financial information, and a complete family tree. Taken together, that kind of uh, personal data could allow a hacker to successfully impersonate someone online by answering gatekeeper questions, such as mother's maiden name or where someone used to live. Got all that. Remember those little things where you said, where did, where, did you, where did you grow up? Where did you go to high school? What was your, what was your address when you were a kid? So one of the checks that we use in some of our security systems on our own computers, we can use it to identify ourselves. Um, all of that is on these government computers. Background, uh, background check breaches, in addition to information stolen on 4.2 million Americans from another Office of Personnel Management System. Now, there's some overlap between these two systems, but just the same. You'd think if they stole 4.2 million, wouldn't that give somebody an idea that, you know, maybe, maybe we need to set up a stronger security system here? Apparently not. Um, they sold 4.2 million. Now they've gotten in the neighborhood of 22 billion. Um, government said not to worry. Government is offering credit monitoring. If you are one of the people who've had your identification stolen, the government can provide credit monitoring. Yeah. Keep an eye and see if anybody's trying to take out credit cards in your name. Yeah, of all people, I'd want to have monitor my credit. Yeah, I know. Sense. I know. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to steal your information, and then we're going to monitor all your financial affairs. <laughs> Is this a great country or what? And then they are even they're going to provide identity theft insurance. Okay? Now, I don't think it doesn't say, but I don't think they're going to provide it for free. This will be like Obamacare. Okay, we're going to provide it, but you're going to have to pay for this identity theft insurance. Uh, and then and, and FBI Director James Comey said it creates a national security issue. He's right. FBI Director Comey's <laughs> personal information has been captured by the office by raiding the computer at the Office of Personnel Management. More than likely, so is President Barack Obama and his wife, Michelle. In fact, given access to this data, conspiracy theories might even be able to prove where Obama was born and if he was born in the United States and ever was eligible to be president. They might even be able to confirm some people's suspicions or doubts about Michelle's gender. Or those given access to the data might find that there's no entry whatsoever for Mr. and Mrs. Obama and ask, why not? What's so special about those two that they're not in the database? Those who access this information will probably be able to piece together the identities of those who are working for the government under assumed names. All right? This isn't just a situation. This, this, I don't know what's all, what all is in the Office of Personnel Management computers. I don't know what all the data is. But I'm going to speculate that people who applied to become employees of the CIA and the National Security Agency... I'm going to speculate they started out with the Office of Personnel Management. I'm going to speculate that their files at least began there. It may be that they've changed names or they've changed identities or who knows. <clears throat> Since then, some of them. But I'll bet you that if you had access to all of that information, 
you would be able to identify who was working for the CIA, who's working for the NSA, who's working for military intelligence. I'm going to make you bet that all of that has been compromised, or at least there's a high probability that it's been compromised. Um, If the hackers release this information to the public, ultimate damage to the government may dwarf anything previously associated with files exposed by Edward Snowden. And the lesson of this is simple. We've said it before. There is no secrecy in the Internet age. Not even government computers, which, again, should have fairly sophisticated virus protection and digital security systems, not even those are safe from hackers. If you've got any information you want to protect, better keep it on a computer that isn't tied to the Internet. I'm Alfred Addisk here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be back in a moment. Please stay tuned. or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866 866- Two two nine three six six three. International callers dial seven zero four eight seven five eight zero one zero, or order online at the three w's dot thepowerherbs dot com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Hi, folks. Melody and I are back. Got an article here from the Wall Street Journal. It just cracks me up. This was a day or two ago, but the headline is, Fear Grows in Greece as Decisive Hour Nears. 
You know, how many decisive hours have we had for Greece? We've been listening to decisive hours coming for, uh, I don't know, several months. And then we got a decisive hour and nothing happened other than they put it off for another decisive hour. And the next, this next Sunday is the next decisive hour. This is like a horror movie with the creature that wouldn't die. You shoot him and it rises again to attack the teenagers. They cut off his head and celebrate that it's dead, but it rises again to kill another teenager or two. Then they set fire to it and burn it to ashes. Yay! The creature is finally dead. But the film ends and we see the ashes starting to flow together, knowing that it will rise again to come to kill some more skimpily dressed teenage girls. I can hardly wait for the sequel. Greece is like that. I thought last Sunday was the end of the line, the final chapter, but no. Then Monday was the, the drop-dead date. And then, through the week, the Greek government and its creditors continued to behave like bickering married couples who are always threatening divorce but never hiring a lawyer. Now we find out that this coming Sunday is the absolute, positively last, drop-dead date. Well, I'm beginning to wonder if we won't be seeing the same headlines for Christmas. Fear grows in Greece as decisive hour nears. Do you think we'll still be facing the decisive hour next December, Melody? I'm sure. Hmm. Mm. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure, but it's one of those things that's like, oh, my God. Will somebody please pull the plug all right, let's just do this and get done with it and move on with our lives. I, it cracks me up. What else, Melody? Oh, you finished with that one? Yes. Oh, I thought you were just getting ready. I thought you were ready to... Yeah. Well, I know, I know you don't like to talk about Greece, so, I, so out of respect for you, I kept it brief. I thought you were getting ready to do a rant. No, no. On Greece. Decisive no, I... hour nears. I was ready to do a song on it. I'm going to wait for the decisive hour. That's when the debt comes tumbling down. I'm going to wait for the decisive hour. I wonder when if we have any listeners. <laughs> I wonder if we have any listeners left now. <laughs> for today, anyway. Here's something from uh, Reuters. Feds Yellen expects a rate hike this year, rate hike this year, but cites labor weakness. She's doing this again, and this kind of surprises me. You know, they've talked about raising interest rates a time or two in the past and usually managed to precipitate a negative result in the stock market. Just talking about it is enough to maybe drop the stock market. Now, that didn't happen today, but I'm still wondering why... Are they talking about raising the interest rate sometime this year? I mean, they've only got six months left. They know it's going to slowly, it's going to, it will have an impact on the stock markets, bond markets. Um, it, it's not likely to have a positive effect on the economy. Why are they talking about this again, Melody? Do you have any idea? The rate hike? I mean, it's like Greece. Well, no. Is Janet just tired, or is she just tired of hearing about Greece and said, I'll give them something to talk about. Here, talk about the rate hike. We'll give them something else to talk about. 
Well, I mean, you know, I mean, a rate hike is is something that has to be done. And as the economy becomes better, they, you know, they should begin to raise rates. And uh, I just don't think after all these becoming better. What? When does the economy truly become better? Well, their data tells them that our economy is better, but uh, certainly it is not. We have the IMF, Christine Lagarde, asking Janet Yellen to wait until next year. And they think that uh, there could have uh, certainly consequences if they raise it too soon, not just here, but abroad also. So uh, all the way around the world. So uh, again, it's a a matter of, I think, desensitizing the markets. Uh, The markets, uh, you know, everybody becomes used to it, simple up simplifies it and uh, they can make the quarter point and nothing will happen. Greece is the same. You know, they, they talk about it. Everyone becomes, uh, you know, it takes all the fear out of it. Uh, it happens and people go on. So that's what they do. That's all of what it's all about. Setting well, up the markets. It's a, Yeah, you're probably right. But all it still, is. It's interesting to me that they even take a chance talking about it. Um, but maybe it's good sense. Fear. Maybe it's sensible. Maybe it, we're you know it's like explaining to people now. This is gonna this is gonna pinch a little bit. See the doctor warns you, or the dentist warns you. This is gonna pinch a little bit. Okay. Well, they're kind of warning us. This is gonna pinch a little bit, but don't jump out of the chair when we stick that needle in your jaw. Okay. Um, maybe they are planning a needle for all of our jaws as well. Here's one from Fiscal Times. Yesterday we talked about the Army's plan to cut 40,000. Turns out the Army's plan, according to this headline, cut nearly 60,000. Could rattle U.S. economy. Um, they're concerned, they're people in Congress or wherever. This is the 60,000 includes both military and civilian employees in the Department in the U.S. Army. Um, adverse effects. They're concerned about adverse effects that they have on the still-struggling economy. The proposal revealed by the military over the past couple of days calling for the elimination of 40,000 military personnel and 17,000 civilians has got them all talking to themselves. The cuts have been in the works for years. This isn't news, per se. It's not something they decided just lately. Um, And this is after years of bloat and unfathomable waste in the Pentagon. The White House and military officials are beginning to deliver on the more nimble and better focused military President Obama spoke of on Monday. Uh, The plan to slash the Army's current military force of 490,000 by 40,000 active duty soldiers or 9%. That's a pretty good hit. Cutting the military by 9% while reducing the number of brigade combat teams from roughly 42 to 35. They're reducing the number of combat teams by one-sixth. That's about 16%. And it certainly indicates if we're going to lose 9% of the Army, we're going to be less able to engage in foreign wars, and that's not a bad thing necessarily. All right. It indicates that they are, that government is disinclined to engage in foreign wars. And I think that's a good thing myself. But they're going to reduce the combat teams from 42 to 35. That's a 16% decline in combat teams. 
whatever they plan on doing with the military, it does not apparently include marching off to war to the same degree it has in the past. The military is also concerned that there could be an additional cuts of 30,000 or more soldiers in the coming years. Unless Congress decides to lift spending caps under the 2011 Budget Control Act. Um, another 30,000 translates, 40,000 translates into 9%. Another 30,000, the 6%, 7%, something like that. These are substantial cuts, and as I, when we talked about this yesterday, you know, my guess is that this is a reflection. Government just knows it's going broke. It cannot afford to do the things it has done in the past. They're cutting on the military right now. The day will come, unless things change significantly. The day is coming when they're going to be cutting on welfare and pensions and uh, maybe bank accounts. But this is evidence that the government is facing its fiscal condition and realizing they have some problems. What's next, Melody? Well, also, a lot of those funds, again, as we mentioned, all go into the technology, the military anymore. How much of those funds, they get rid of the uh, army, the, the body, and uh, those funds go into other areas. Uh, of the military. I was reading where all these wars, the Afghan, the Afghanistan war, Iraq war, I mean, that's costing over, cost over $6 trillion. I mean, it's like those numbers are just insane. So, I know. Um, and we talked about with the, the deal with Iran, how there's going to be billions of dollars being sent to, to help Israel obtain weapons to, to fight Iran, once you know, Iran becomes uh, uh, able to spend the $100 billion they have uh, frozen uh, because of the sanctions, uh, uh, oil revenue, uh, once that comes on the market, it will probably all go into their military. So now you have all the, uh, the, the surrounding states and countries and so forth, uh, Iran's uh, enemies that are quivering in their boots, and we're going to send billions of dollars so they can uh, upgrade their own military and their own weapons and their own helicopters and their own military complex. Is that the Iranians right now stand to make way more money out of this deal, this treaty. If it goes through, the Iranians will be, their their income, their wealth will be increased far more than the Israelis. This isn't going to be a fair deal. They're going to get $100 billion. That's what's frozen, and that's their, that's their oil revenue that has been frozen up for the sanctions. So it's there. And how much will Israel get? Well, we're sending them billions to help them upgrade but will uh, they their get military weapons. And we're sending them military weapons. What? Will they get $100 billion? What I'm saying is I'll bet oh, they don't get as much not. out of the deal as Iran does, and well, therefore Israel's going to say, well, it's just not fair. No, I don't think it's a matter of being fair. I think it's a, you know, it's a matter of uh, is Israel going to stand by and allow Iran to spend that $100 billion to increase their military presence. So... All right. What about else, Melody? We got three reasons why the average American may be worse off than Greece. Interesting article. 
probably don't have enough time to do it justice, but just the same. They point out the fate of debt trouble. This is from Fortune magazine. The fate of debt trouble Greece is now only days away from being decided. Whatever happens, the the average American may be worse off than Greece. We've been raising these kinds of arguments for some time. And it's interesting to me to see uh, they're starting to penetrate into the mainstream. Americans actually have more debt relative to income earned as compared to Greece. Between the government and its banks, Greece owes 323 billion euros to creditors, and its debt-to-income GDP ratio is 177%. The average U.S. household uh, owed $204,000 in mortgages, credit cards, student loans in mid-2015 on a median household income of 55000 Our debt-to-income ratio for average Americans is 370%. We're not even talking about the government's debt-to-income ratio. We are the average American, according to this article, owes, what, almost four times as much uh, as he earns uh, his annual income. Um, We're in worse shape than Greece, and it bodes ill for the future. In addition, U.S. households carries an average, uh, indebted U.S. households carry an average credit card balance of $15,000. The average Greek pays only 2.6% of gross domestic product and interest on a debt. The United States pays about 15%, right, at least on credit card balances. Well, they go through, they go through the, a list and they simply make it and they point out one other thing they point out is Greece's debt can be wiped out, but not yours. Because Greece's debt is owned is owed by the Greek government. And all the sovereign debts are unsecured. By definition, the government debt is unsecured. They can cancel it any time they want. And it's just too bad for everybody else. But if you folks go broke, you're going to have to go through a bankruptcy court, and much of your, whatever you've got for wealth at the time, may be sacrificed to government. Government doesn't have to pay its bills, you have to pay yours. Greeks won't have to pay the government's bills if they file for bankruptcy, you will have to pay much of your own. We're out of time! Uh, Whatever's happening in Greece, pay close attention, because it might happen here and not so long from now. I'm Alfred Addis, here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be back next Monday. Have a good weekend. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. I work all night. I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Ain't it sad? There never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too bad. In my dreams, I have a plan. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a ball.
Space Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at freezedryguy at landset.com. That's freezedryguy at l-a-n-s-e-t.com or call 530-265-8333, 530-265-8333 and let them know you heard it on American Boys Radio. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. Fighting soldiers from the sky. Fearless men who jump and die. Men who mean just what they say, the brave men of the Green Beret. All right, listeners, it's Friday. 
Welcome to American Voice Radio's Freedom Call. I'm your host. My name is Bo Greitz, and my purpose is to be a translator. I am a translator, uh, militarily rated uh, as a linguist for Mandarin Chinese and Swahili. I also speak uh, a little bit of other things, but uh, I have a working knowledge of Washingtonese, and that's what makes me valuable here on American Voice Radio, because I can listen to what Obama and those others say up there on Capitol Hill and in Washington District of Criminals, and I can translate to you what they mean. Their words, the language sounds like uh, English, but uh, it's not American, not uh, the English that we know. They have uh, a very similar language, but it means something entirely different. So you stay tuned, and I'm going to tell you uh, what is going to happen. They've got a big meeting schedule for Sunday. Now, this is Friday, and they're going to meet in the White House with Obama, and he's grinning, which means that uh, he already uh, has things planned out. And... uh, When you hear his plan, if you don't like it, then make sure that you inform your elected representative and your two senators, and make sure if you want, you can call, uh, let's see if I can just remember, 202-456-1111. That is the opinion poll in the White House. 202 is District of Criminals, 456, all those 456 numbers are White House numbers. 1111 is opinion poll. You call, there will be a voice there, then you record your opinion. Just let Obama know that you're not asleep at the switch. You're not uh, stupid as a, a June bug that you understand what he is trying to do and that as an American, you take it upon yourself uh, to do all that you can to save the United States. God bless America. But we can't lay in the dying cockroach and we can't be a nation of sheeple. We have got to stand up with stones We've got to know how to choose the right. We have to understand so that we can explain it to these people that represent us. Don't think that when your senators vote stupidly or your member of the House of Representatives doesn't act like he, she, or it uh, knows uh, much. They have every excuse if you haven't communicated with them. And now fax machines are still uh, working, and that's one of the best because it's hard copy. If you email, it's easy for these aides to delete you. If you call, it's kind of easy for uh, these people to switch you over to a staffer uh, who will go whole hum and maybe record uh, with 
by writing little one, two, three, four, and then across five, and that way to let the member know how many calls they've had and what uh, the opinion is running. But let them know. Communicate with them. Now, the House and the Senate are all back in now, and uh, the dates are set. The 22nd of July is the latest date that they can actually have a, an idea passed or submitted to. Uh, that's not true about being passed. But you have to have a solid idea in the House and in the Senate so it can get through and be presented uh, to the president before the 2nd of August. If he vetoes it, then uh, the monkey's on uh, his back. And uh, when Obama will say something, like uh, to Baynard, uh, who is the Republican Speaker of the House, well, I think that the meetings uh, were very beneficial. They were fruitful. And then Obama says, I am willing. Speaker of the House, Republican, Baynard, uh, wants us to cut spending. I am willing to do this, Obama says. I'm willing to cut three or four million. Is he joking with us? Surely he jokes. His budget is $3.7 trillion, and he's willing to cut 3 or $4 million. That's an insult. That's a mud pie in the face. And we don't have to take that. We can let him know. The Republicans want, of course, there to be cuts in the $3.7 trillion budget. The Democrats, uh, they want to raise taxes. They don't want to cut their programs. They want to raise taxes, and uh, it will be an interesting taxation. Now, while we're on it, let me just uh, decode a few things uh, for you. When Obama says he's going to tax millionaires, what does that mean? It's kind of like Obama saying, well, America is just going to uh, participate in the no-fly zone over Libya. We're not going, this is no war. America isn't going to do anything except uh, we're going to establish the no-fly zone. Do you know what that means in American, where you can understand it? That means that we have to destroy every airfield in Libya. I don't know how many people that means we kill, but we have to destroy all the airfields. It means we have to destroy all of the air defense installations from machine guns mounted on the back of pickup trucks all the way to missiles from Russia that are anti-aircraft. How many people? That we fired almost to the point of exhaustion 
in the United States, but you know the defense industry loves this. We fired 200 of these um, $2 million smart bombs in destroying these cruise missiles were fired at Libya in establishing the no-fly zone. So that is an example when Obama's mouth is moving. If you knew that, we would never have allowed that. How many wars are we going to fight? What are we? Are we the House of Hess? Are we the Hessians? What is, who is our master? All right, let me get down right off the soapbox and just uh, interpret for you. When Obama says he's going to tax uh, the rich, he is actually including, whether you knew this or not, churches, and he says he's going to close the loopholes What does it mean? It means that the deduction that you take for donating to churches is going to be reduced or eliminated. Now, he's going to replace private charities with government welfare through this Obamacare, the Associated Press explained what Obama means when he says he wants to raise taxes by eliminating tax loopholes for millionaires and billionaires. Among the tax increases proposed by the White House and the amount uh, they had raised, they're going to do this by closing up charitable and tax-deductible donations from organizations and from you. Now, let me give you an example. You give the church a $100 donation. Under Obama's proposal, it's going to be worth $35 in tax savings. Now, do you see how that works? This is going to raise about $293 billion for Obama. Obama would raise, let's put it in other words, $293 billion by taxing church contributions. Now, let me tell you how this thing got started. It didn't get started with Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, or any other uh, dummy. You know, the the thing about the Democrats is uh, they they look, uh, you know, like they're like dummies. And the Republicrats, they seem to be walking on their foreskin all the time, and they're very clever. Usually the Republicans are rich. And they think they're smarter than everybody else, and so it gives them license to steal and to be corrupt in government. 
And so what happened is when Ronald Reagan voted for him twice, but it was Ronald Reagan who needed to raise some revenues. So what he did was tax churches. Now, before Ronald Reagan, the churches were totally uh, non-taxable. And it was all based uh, on the First Amendment. If it was God in the churches, then government had no place there. Just like in government, God seems to have no place there, nor the churches. So what Ronald Reagan did is he called some of the highest uh, esteemed ministers together. And Ronald Reagan himself did not set in on uh, this particular uh, meeting. He put a young woman in charge and told her, I want you to ask these esteemed ministers, clergymen, how they can be taxed. How can they uh, submit to taxation? I want it to be their idea. Then I want you to tell them that if they will submit to this, that they themselves, their churches right then, will not be included. And so every one of the ministers of the gospel that were at uh, this high-level meeting between the administration and America's ministers, but one, Dr. Dixon from the Indianapolis Baptist Temple said no. He says, if you allow the federal government to tax the church, whether it's Catholic, Mormon, uh, Protestant, or whatever, he said, then it means that we are either serving God or government. It means the IR, and so exactly what you're doing. What they decided is, initially, well, uh, we can afford to be taxed. We'll pay a tax, an employment tax, on people who work for the church. We will pay their employment taxes. And so that was the agreement, except Dr. Dixon. He said, no, it's either God or government, and I know where this is going. Well, where it is led is to the point where the IRS now approves and has power over the 501c3 churches. 501c3 means that you are charitable, tax-deductible. How many people listening think that churches would continue the way they are? Talking about three-car uh, garages, uh, nice uh, pastoral uh, quarters, uh, 
new wings being built onto the church, mega churches. What if all of a sudden, when people gave money to the church, it wasn't tax deductible? What do you think people would do? Do you think they'd keep on shelling out when they can't take it as a tax deduction? Well, the IRS knows very well this. And so the IRS has dictated to every church, you will not talk about abortion. You won't uh, put it in your bulletins. You will not talk about homosexuality. You won't put it in the marquees. You won't preach about it. These are things that you will not talk to your congregation about. You will have no stated opinion. If you do, we will take away your 501c3 status. And so all of this time, since Ronald Reagan started taxing the churches, and the churches agreed, well, not all, but the all of the ministers that were there except one, Indianapolis Baptist Temple pastor of 50 years, uh, Dr. Dixon, said no. All the rest of them said, what's the matter with you, Dixon? You know, the president has asked us to figure out uh, our own uh, taxation. And he said, no. If we begin to submit to the government, then it means that the next thing you know, government will control us. Well, government does control you. Ask your preacher if they're 501c3. If they are then the IRS has control, and they cannot talk about these sacrosanct um, subjects. All right, so Obama now continues. He is going to start. His plan is to uh, close, to tighten the loopholes on these charitable contributions. That means... Look at all the money this is going to raise, $293 billion. See, do you remember Obama in his first year? He said, I'm going to get about 200, about $300 billion from every sector of American society. Well, in the religious sector, the churches. And this is equal to $293 billion, and so this is the way he's doing it. He's doing it in every sector that you carve up. And so this is the way that Obama sees paying for $3.7 trillion in a budget. Now, I don't even know what you can spend trillion on. Maybe fighting more wars. Seems like the Department of Defense probably is spending most of America's money right now. And what do we see about it? I had a woman who just asked me the other day, Bo, it is shameful what is happening to our soldiers. This lady was putting boxes in the little stores Uh, so that they could be filled uh, with things that a military police company 
could use over there in Afghanistan. And it's, you know, this uh, Help the Soldier program. And I said, ma'am, the reason that we have five wars going on right now and the reason that we are have a military presence in 132 countries is that the soldier, the military, is apart from our society. It is made up mainly of poor and middle-class children. We don't have the Indian chief's son. We don't have the senator's daughter. We don't have the college deans. We don't have the, all of the people who are opinion makers in America. We don't have a draft system that means that they have to care about what they do with the military. As a result, like Eisenhower said, the military-industrial complex is going to eat us alive. And the more wars they can get somebody like Obama, he can lie to you. He can say all we're doing is just assuring uh, that we have an airspace, a no-fly zone. But I have told you what that means. It means attacking, it means destroying, it means killing innocent people on the ground just as surely as if we had American boots on the ground. And so you cannot be taken in by this guy. And so I've just told you one thing that Obama is going to do. Now, make sure your congressman, your two senators, know we don't want Obama to be able to tax our churches. We want government out of the First Amendment, out of God, and since we can't have God in government, then let's make sure that government doesn't go in and tax our religious churches and places of worship. And remember how they're going to do it? Well, they will do it to you. You give them 100 bucks, it's worth 35 in a tax saving. The rest of it goes. And uh, if you are making above uh, $250,000, then it means that that tax deduction is only going to be worth $28. Okay, so similar proposal uh, would gradually phase out itemized deductions altogether, wouldn't it? That's going to raise about $210 more billion. So the Democrats want $210 billion more in taxing itemized deductions. $293 billion from the churches, $210 billion from itemized deductions. Friends, that's $503 billion in new taxes. Okay, I know that you may scratch your head a little bit here. But this is Washingtonese. I've served on Capitol Hill. 
Do you know anybody else that has served in the Senate and in the House of Representatives that has worked for the executive branch in doing so? And I can tell you exactly how this thing works and translate what we see with the sweet mouth of Barack Hussein Obama. So President Obama's health care law would let several million middle-class people get nearly free insurance meant for the poor. Oh, it goes on and on. we got to take a little bit of a break. When we do, I've got Boku news for you, so stay tuned to American Voice Radio and Freedom Call. We'll be right back. about distilled water. If you decide on bottled water, make sure it's distilled. However, in the long run, you'll save money if you clean your water at home. It's more convenient than hauling gallon jugs from the store. The gold standard for purifying your water is a system that distills your water and filters it. You have the comfort of knowing there is no chlorine, fluoride, bacteria, viruses, pesticides, or lead. You get nothing but H2O, maximum health. Dr. Robert D. Willis, Jr., M.D. Order your tabletop water distiller for $139.99 postpaid. It comes with everything you need to get pure distilled water. Go to superstore.theamericanvoice.com. That's superstore.theamericanvoice.com. Order now. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L A N S E T dot com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. 
At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. Yesterday, I made myself a promise because I had told you that Obama announces, and he does this with a straight face. Well, it's what the teleprompter says, so all he does is just parrot back what the teleport somebody's written for him on the teleprompter. But he actually, he was talking about the meeting that he'd have with Boehner, who's Speaker of the House, and McConnell, uh, who is a, a Republican from the Senate, and Harry Reid, who is the Democrat from the Senate, and you know he, he was talking about these uh, these precious six that he had taken in, uh, probably you know to the Lincoln bedroom or something, and they all sat around eating brownies. But uh, he's having a meeting on Sunday that he says uh, should. Uh, bear a lot of fruit. He said, I'm willing. Uh, he said, the Republicans want uh, to cut programs. And he said, so I'm willing. I'm willing to cut programs. He said, I'm willing to, uh, to give up three or four million. Well, friends, three or four million is a lot to you and me. But it's nothing. And so I made a promise I was going to uh, take a look at uh, you know, how much money is actually being uh, forked out uh, that Obama could say that he was willing to uh, give up three or four million in uh, the cuts that the Republicans want. And I see, for example, U.S. foreign aid, the top country. Guess what it is? You already know, don't you? It is Israel. And Israel, uh, $3 billion, $175 million. Number two country is Egypt, 
uh-oh, uh, and this is uh, the numbers for 2010. Well, you say Egypt, uh, I thought Egypt, uh, Mubarak uh, was out and all this. Remember what I told you? Mubarak took off to go down to a sort of a summer place down south along the Suez. And who took over? The CIA's own man in Cairo who ran the prison, the secret prison for the CIA that tortured CIA captives. Well, do you think that the Egyptian government has changed? Do they, is it like France was uh, back after uh, we had a constitution? You've got all the guillotine chopping everybody's head off over there in France that uh, was had blue blood. Do you think Egypt, Egypt has changed? Egypt has not changed. People are standing around on the streets today saying, uh, are we ever going to see the actual government changed? (laughs) What a joke. Egypt is the second uh, biggest beneficiary of foreign aid. We give Egypt, as of uh, through 2010, $1,550,000,000. Now then, uh, it takes a thousand million to make a billion. So Obama says, "I'm going to give up uh, three or four million dollars in cuts, just to show that I have the spirit of cooperation and compromise uh, with the, uh, you know, with the the, the republicrats." Now, it's kind of interesting because if you look. At countries like uh, Liberia, what do you know about Liberia? Liberia was a country that was actually purchased by uh, the the women auxiliary of Virginia, and this was in support of Abraham Lincoln's Negro policy, where any freed slaves that wanted to go back to Africa, they could uh, be sent by the cost of the United States. They would go to this country that was purchased by the the women of Virginia uh, for this purpose, and it was called Liberia. And uh, it's one of the uh, countries, they, uh, Liberia, for crying out loud, uh, gets $229 $229 million. Wow. That's 10 times more than what uh, Obama... Well, no, I didn't either. That's that's uh, almost 100 times more, isn't it? Look at, uh, at Uganda. $269 million. Tanzania. $312 million. Georgia, now this is former Soviet Union, 339 million. Do you know Georgia is actually owned? You know how the Japanese uh, couldn't conquer 
Pearl Harbor. So they just bought Hawaii. Well, Israel, the people, primarily Jewish people from Israel, have basically bought Georgia. Remember, a lot of Jews came out of the Soviet Union. That's why they planted a tree there for, uh, uh, you know, for this guy who wins the Nobel Peace Prize when the wall comes down. Gorbachev. I'm just giving you some examples. Uh, South African Republic, $347 billion. Kenya. Well, why not? Now, this is Obama's uh, home, the home of his father, his grandmother, and all that. Kenya, $500 million. Haiti, $701 million. Haiti, if you know the history of Haiti, it is like a nightmare. You know, they murdered they decapitated white people in Haiti. Haiti was the first pure uh, African-based people to proclaim uh, their sovereignty. And uh, they didn't like, they didn't want white people. But they found out that uh, they needed white people if they were going to build anything. So I'm just giving you some examples as I've just pulled. You can pull them off the computer yourself. Last and least is Bosnia. I mean, is Bosnia a country? <laughs> $43 million. So it's just the reason I give you these figures is so that you can uh, quote when you communicate with your elected officials and say, when Obama says he's willing to cut his programs by up to three, maybe four million dollars, this is nothing. And then give them the example. And what has Ron Paul said? Ron Paul has said, stop the foreign aid. Uh-oh, you mean stop giving Israel $3 billion, $175 million, and $2 billion, $775 million is in military aid to Israel. And Egypt, stop giving them. I mean, Israel gets twice as much as Egypt, but Egypt is second. <laughs> And it's one billion five hundred and fifty million. One billion three hundred millions in military assistance. And the people of Egypt <laughs> are wondering when they're gonna get their free government. I mean, it is so humorous. It is ridiculous. These countries like Jordan uh is three hundred and sixty three million dollars. And uh, Indonesia, as you know, the largest Muslim uh, population on earth, $262 million. Mozambique, $234 million. 
$429,000. Colombia. Oh, now, there's, uh, this is a great country we need to support a lot, isn't it? $227 million. So, Obama, what we need to do, if we did what Ron Paul said, we could probably, we would need to raise the debt ceiling. Ron Paul says, get out of these wars, bring our military home, let them guard our borders. All of a sudden, the Mexican drug cartel shrinks up like a spider on a hot stove. U.S. military on our borders. No more of these mass murders. No more like Phoenix in the in the dumb BATF gives the drug cartel 2,500 M16s, which are machine guns. Gives it to them, allows them to buy it and take it across the border without interference. Protected. Now, let me ask you. Who was responsible for allowing that much firepower? You know, if I were president of Mexico, I would demand some kind of federal charges be brought against those people. They just gave. What if we were to find that uh, we had a delivery of 2,500 automatic weapons uh, to some uh, gang, the Crips, uh, these other gangs in America to be used to help gang leaders control government and civilian populations. Well, that's exactly what BATF did in Phoenix. Allow, no wonder Phoenix is a murder and a kidnap capital. And so... Uh, let me go through uh, more of the news. Today, uh, for example, uh, just before noon, uh, we said that uh, there was a good probability that the space shuttle, the final one, the 135th launch, wouldn't take place because of rain and bad weather. Well, the clouds broke, just like God sort of stirred them up and made a hole so the shuttle launched just before noon Eastern uh, time. There was about a million observers. Now, remember, I've told you that uh, when uh, Apollo, remember the Apollo was the rocket series where we had the little pods that came down by parachute in the ocean and then the helicopters uh, would go out from a Navy carrier and pick them up. Well, it took about five years to transition from Apollo uh, into the space shuttles. Well, we don't have anything now. It's going to lay off 20, an estimated 23,900 people because we don't have anything coming. You know what we're doing? Uh, we are depending on the Russians to use their Soyuz uh, rocket to launch American uh, spacemen to the International Space Station. We're going to depend on the Russians. And uh, we're going to hope for the private sector. 
there's a company called SpaceX that uh, actually says they can deliver a payload uh, to the space station by rocket much cheaper than NASA. So that's what we're looking forward to. But it looks like the United States is sort of going backwards, doesn't it? Now, yesterday, uh, when my program was over, uh, as it will be here in just about 10 minutes, but uh, yesterday at this time, we didn't know uh, what Governor Perry was going to do to the great state of Texas. We had Obama. We had the Congress. Uh, we had all kinds of people, the country of Mexico. Everybody was wanting the state of Texas to uh, let this guy, this Mexican, who had raped and murdered a young American teenage girl, he was due to be executed in Texas, and Obama said, no, stop it. The Supreme Court voted five to four not to interfere with the great state of Texas. And so, by golly, the Mexican got the needle. He is dead just, I mean, he is dead with much more mercy and compassion. And his crime was committed back in the 90s. And all this time, we've been feeding him and uh, giving him a place to live, and he's run through countless uh, of these hearings and appeals. And now they say, well, we forgot to uh, tell him he could have contacted uh, the embassy of Mexico. And so everybody wants to let him go. This is crazy. I'm proud of the great state of Texas. The Supremes, they said, we don't want nothing to do with this. And so uh, the U.N. now says that America has violated international law. You know what I would say to the U.N. is what the U.S. Senate said to the League of Nations back when Woodrow Wilson got the Nobel Peace Prize for forming the League of Nations. The U.S. Senate said, we will never subjugate the sovereignty of the United States to any foreign power. Somebody needs to tell them guys. All right, now, uh, as you may or may not know, because this happened after our program yesterday, uh, Casey who murdered Kaylee, the little two-year-old daughter, went out boozing and uh, so to the point where she got a big tattoo that covers uh, her left uh, back shoulder that says uh, in Italian, uh, the beautiful life. Well, she's been in jail for, for two years, ten months. And uh, the judge sentenced her to one year for each count, four counts, of lying to police, which means that she gets out on the 17th of July. She will be free from all judicial responsibility, except she is going to have to pay for the investigation and for the trial and for all the legal fees that the state uh, incurred. Uh, 
So she's going to make a ton of money off of books and interviews uh, that uh, people run to, and there are certain people uh, who will prime her pump with millions of dollars. But the great state of Florida is going to take a piece of that when she has to uh, give up and pay for all that has gone on in the last three years. Now, it, to show you, uh, you know, what's going on there, uh, Casey's mom wanted to go visit her. And Casey said no. Well, she said her dad uh, required oral sex uh, from her before she was waiting on the school bus routinely, that her brother had, uh, had sexually abused her. She threw everybody in her family under the bus trying to save herself. But that's the story. She's going to have to pay for it, and uh, she's going to make a lot. But she also, there is another court yet to be held. It is a spiritual court. There is perfect justice. And one thing I think Jesus Christ said, better a millstone be tied around your neck and that you be thrown into the ocean than to harm my little ones. Well, little uh, Kaylee was two years old, a toddler, certainly qualifies as one of Christ's own. Now, there were uh, 18,000 new jobs. But friends, when you've got 310 million people and uh, you have uh, 9.2 unemployment, 18,000 isn't anything. And so uh, the stock market is bottoming out. And if you want a little, uh, just a little idea of uh, who needs the jobs, uh, there is 4.5% of the jobless that have a college degree. There is 14.5% that have no high school, and 10% that have, uh, I mean, that didn't graduate from high school, and 10% have some high school. Anyway, military deaths uh, are increasing. In Afghanistan, it's 1,657. In uh, Iraq, it is 4,471. Two of them just got killed today. That's 6,138. When will America care about the military now that it's all volunteer and primarily from mid-level America? Now, this isn't accurate, but the Pentagon acknowledges 11,191 wounded by enemy action. It's far more than that. We know that. Two and a half million jobs have been lost 
since Obama came in to office. The reports today show that wages are flat. He says that uh, you know that well I'm I'm uh, going to be good to Social Security. Everybody may have to uh, suffer pain in this adjustment. But the wages, when was the last time Social Security got a raise? A thing they call cost of living allowance. It's been at least three years, and things have been going up, like gasoline is over 100% higher. But uh, there isn't any raises. So uh, they are taking, Obama is taking money from Social Security in that way. Businesses are hiring temps, meaning temporary personnel. And the job market is dead flat. And so when you take a look at it, we got... 14 million people here that have no job now. And you got to ask yourself, what does it look like to be an American in 2011? We're going to have the Blue Bloods. Uh, William and Kate are going to arrive today in Los Angeles, Hollywood. They're going to be there for three days being courted by Hollywood. And so you'll be seeing a lot of it, I'm sure, uh, on the on the telly. TSA was found to be pocketing expensive items coming from passengers that uh, are having their briefcases, their purses, uh, things out of their pocket, looked over uh, by TSA investigators. And, you know, I myself remember I was going through the Las Vegas, and uh, they uh, had to see inside a little hand-carried camouflage. uh, Looks the size of a tablet that I carry. There was an FBI coin in there from the Human Research Department, and development department. And uh, when I got through the line, I looked and that somebody, the TSA guy, had pocketed that coin. It is a very unique coin. I went back and the TSA people just uh, held their hands up. We we don't know. We don't know what happened to it. Well, now they've been at least caught as being brought out publicly. All right, by Sunday we should know uh, what Obama's sweet mouth will tell us about uh, the uh, budget problems. So I will see you Monday. We'll report all about it. I want you to stay tuned. This is a loving order to American Voice Radio. Upon their chest, these are men, America's best, 100 men. We'll test today, but only three when the Green Beret. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. 
It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. about the never good, the always bad, and the forever ugly. And I want to talk about vaccines. And I want to put some stuff in perspective for you that you may know about or you may not know about, but you have to know about it. So there's 16 different flu shots that are approved by the Fraud and Drug Administration that are made by several pharmaceutical companies. And some of these vaccines are designed solely to protect against the H1N1 flu virus A strain, okay? But most flu vaccines distributed in the U.S. are designed to provide protection from three strains of influenza viruses, two strains of type A and one strain of type B flu virus. And the strains are chosen every year by the World Health Organization and the Centers for Deceit Control and Procrastination based on the best guess as to the greatest threat in any given year. 
There are three main methods employed in the manufacture of flu vaccines. One is an egg-based vaccine. One is a cell-based vaccine. And the third is a recumbent flu vaccine. Now, at present, many of the flu companies are manufactured by thrusting the virus into eggs where the virus is multiplied. Then the viral components are harvested and an effort is made to remove the egg particles. But unfortunately, some of the egg ingredients remain. And alternately, animal cells can be used instead of fertilized chicken eggs as the culture medium. So with all of the different flu vaccines on the market, the ingredient list varies a little from shot to shot. But the common troublesome ingredients include polymyxin or myxin, better propiolactone, formaldehyde, aluminum, thimerosal, polysorbate 80, and neomycin. Now, thimerosal, which is basically in most of the flu vaccines, is unbelievably toxic, meaning it becomes more toxic when it's in the presence of other chemical compounds like aluminum and many antibiotics. Now, thimerosal is made of theosilicic acid and ethyl mercury. Mercury is 500 to 1,000 times more toxic than lead. So paradoxically, pregnant women are told by their doctors to limit their seafood intake through the mercury concerns, but now pregnant women are also told to get their mercury-containing flu shots. See, you, you can't, it's, you have to protect corporate dollars no matter what. So if you ever heard the saying, mad as a hatter, well, mad as a hatter refers to the fact that mercury was once used in the making of fur hats. And the hatters, the unfortunate souls who made the fur hats, would often go low-low, which is Hawaii for insane, due to the mercury poisoning. Because the studies linked the high levels of mercury to Alzheimer's disease. So the high levels of mercury have also been linked to autism, ADHD, and other learning disabilities and neurological impairments. And the ADHD uh, is basically found in all the shooters, in all the schools, in the movies. and all. <laughs> Anyway, polysorbate 80 is contaminated with 1 to 4. 1.4 dioxin, which is a carcinogen that has been shown to cause reproductive disturbances in rats. And even though people are not rats, how in the world could polysorbate 80 be good for human health? Then the beta propiolactone is a powerful and toxic disinfectant with multiple uses. It's basically used to sterilize, sterilize blood plasma, shots, 
tissue grafts, surgical instruments, and enzymes. And it's reasonably expected to be a human carcinogen, especially when it's injected into the bloodstream. I mean, you know, come on, man. It goes on and on. And a lot of the few vaccines, they contain human genetic material that's been genetically modified and with ingredients that's questionable and this toxic in the vaccines. Wouldn't you want to be confident that the vaccines are safe and effective? But there is limited evidence to support that notion. And the dangers of flu vaccine are not hard to find. So if you choose to vaccinate yourself or your loved one with flu vaccine, do not forget the fact that it includes mercury, among other toxic ingredients. You need to know that, and there's some other stuff that you need to know going in that should have a profound effect on what your choices are. There's hundreds of people, including pediatricians, family physicians, brain surgeons, professors of pathology and chemistry and biology and immunology that all have done independent researching on the real science and have come to the conclusion that you are going to hear about regarding vaccines. So question number one, did you ever wonder why Doctors can't find the cause for many diseases? Well, it's because that they're conditioned to ignore the relationship between illness and vaccine. And some of the diseases that have documented associations with vaccines are allergies and eczema, arthritis, asthma, autism, acid reflux, which requires an infant to take protein pump inhibitors, which have side effects, cancer, diabetes, kidney disease, miscarriages, neurological and autoimmune diseases, sudden infant death syndrome, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. But there are known vaccine side effects that are documented in medical literature and in or in the package inserts. And those vaccine side effects include arthritis, bleeding disorders, blood clots, heart attacks, sepsis, ear infections, fainting, kidney failure requiring dialysis, seizures and epilepsy, allergic reactions like hives and anaphylaxis, even death, and many common diagnoses given for hospital admissions. Do you know that the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program has awarded more than 1.2 billion dollars in damages to children and adults injured by vaccines. 
Yet, the vaccine companies are free from lawsuits, and they don't have to pay squat. Okay. Autism. Why is autism associated with the vaccines? Well, autism was rare until the mass vaccination programs kind of were accelerated back in 1991 with the introduction of the Hep B vaccine and the meningitis vaccine. And tens of thousands of parents will attest that autism appeared in their children very soon after they were given these and other vaccines. And you can study that information. There's a website out there that is www.14studies.org, and 14 is spelled out. That's not the numbers, 14. www.14studies.org, and you will find that the studies denying the association between autism and vaccines to be highly questionable. So why is it that the drug companies, the insurance companies, the medical system, why is it they get rich when you get sick? Because vaccines do not give the lifelong immunity, which means you have to get booster shots. Each booster shot increases the risk of more side effects. And the vaccine side effects can make you sick for the rest of your life. And there's many drugs to treat the side effects caused by the vaccines, which is a very convenient scam. In the United States, neither the drug companies nor the doctors, this is very important, neither the drug companies or the doctors can be sued when something bad happens from a vaccination, because they are both protected by the 1986 National Child Vaccine Injury Act, which was a law that was signed into effect by the then President Ronald Reagan, who said, no vaccine manufacturer shall be liable in a civil action for damages arising from a vaccine-related injury or death. These guys are the cause, yet they are held not responsible. So many doctors, many healthcare practitioners, they themselves do not get vaccinated and do not vaccinate their children. And why is that? Because they know the vaccines are not proven to be safe or effective. They know that the vaccines contain dangerous substances. They know that the vaccine causes serious health problems and they have treated patients with serious side effects from the vaccines. They're not stupid, but it's anything to make a buck. So the only people who benefit from being healthy are you and those you care about. Understand that the drug companies have infiltrated and seized control over the entire healthcare system, including medical schools, medical journals, hospitals, clinics, local pharmacies, and a doctor's very livelihood depends on blind faith without questioning any aspect 
of any vaccination, even when obvious evidence of vaccine damage occurs right before the doctor's eyes, he or she is usually unwilling to consider a vaccine as the cause. So even though on corrupt science and medical support rejection of vaccines, you know what I mean? E- even though doing so, even though you that you can reject this, doing so can be considered professional career suicide. Seriously. And the signatories to this document boldly risk this end for the safety of you and your and your child. The hospitals benefit financially from hospitalizations and tests. The drug companies make billions of dollars from the vaccine. The drug companies make tens of billions of dollars from the drugs given to treat the side effects and lifetime illnesses caused by the vaccine. The vaccines are the backbone of the medical system. Without vaccines, health care costs would go down because we would have a healthier overall society. But we have exchanged chicken pox for autism, flu for asthma, and infections for diabetes. And the list goes on and on and on. So in, in the exuberance and the zeal to eliminate a short list of relatively benign microbes, we've traded temporary illnesses for pervasive long-term diseases, disorders, dysfunctions, and disabilities. So a question is raised, how many vaccines are there? Seriously. So if a uh, a little kid in the U.S. received all doses of all vaccines. They are injected with up to 35 shots that contain 113 different kinds of disease particles, 59 different chemicals, four types of animal cells and DNA, human DNA, from aborted fetal tissue and human albumin. So if you think you don't have to worry about vaccines because your children are older, think again. There are at least 20 more vaccines currently in the development pipeline for release in the next few years targeting adolescents and adults. (laughs) I mean, come on, man. Does it ever end? So let's talk about some of the vaccine ingredients, and the question you might want to ask is, how is it possible that vaccines cannot be harmful to health? Well, some of the ingredients are stray viruses and bacteria from the animal cell cultures that the vaccines are made in. We talked about mercury. We know it's a well-documented neurotoxin. It's still in the multi-dose flu vaccines throughout the world. Aluminum, we know it's a poison that causes bone and bone marrow and brain degeneration. Why do they still use it? Animal cells from monkeys, dog kidneys, chickens, cows, and humans, formaldehyde, which is an embalming fluid and a known carcinogen, polysorbate 80, which is known to cause infertility, 
in female mice and testicular atrophy in male mice, and then the gelatin from the pigs and the cows, which causes anaphylactic reactions and is found in large quantities in the MMR, chickenpox, and shingles vaccine. And then, please, here we go with the old monosodium gluminate. It causes metabolic disturbances like diabetes, seizures, and neurological disorders. So the same people who make the rules and the recommendations about the vaccination profits for vaccine sales, people like Julie Jeberding, who was in for eight years and is of the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practice and develop and patent its own vaccine. And according to the CDC, the average U.S. 10-doctor pediatric group has over $100,000 of vaccine inventory in their office to sell. So these doctors are making money from office visits, and from giving your kid vaccines, and also from follow-up visits for assessing reactions. I mean, it goes... <laughs> so the U.S. pediatricians reportedly make quarterly bonuses from the HMOs they work for by maintaining high vaccination rates in their practices, and they've reportedly been reprimanded by the insurance companies if their vaccination rates fall. So has there been any research done on the difference between kids that get vaccinated and kids that are unvaccinated? Well, there was a project in California and Oregon, and I'm going to get to California in a minute, it's going to blow your mind, that was sponsored by Generation Rescue and that surveyed parents of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated U.S. kids, and of the almost 18,000 little kids included in the survey, the results showed vaccinated children had 120% more asthma. Why do I emphasize boys? Because of 1,000 kids, girls represented the total number of the little kids in the survey. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. So, regarding vaccine exemptions in the U.S., if you do have the right to refuse, refuse it. Because so far, in a lot of schools, your child does not have to be vaccinated to attend public school unless you live in California, and we'll get to that soon. Every state except California has exemptions giving you the right to refuse unwanted. So the groups that generally do not vaccinate include the holistic practitioners, chiropractors, and parents who homeschool
Okay, guys, we're back. Sorry about that. You know, the Internet is a wonderful thing, but sometimes it craps out. So we're talking about things that you can do, you know, to have your vibrant health. You know, babies are born with powerful and natural defenses. And if that weren't so, they would probably all die right after birth. You know what I mean? You need to learn about the vaccine-preventable diseases, that your, your kids will never come in contact with most of them. And if they do, if they're healthy and unvaccinated, they will recover with long-term immunity. And learn about the importance of fever, how to take care of it at home and when all the doctors, because most fevers resolve on their own. You have to understand that your child can be vaccinated and still contract the illness you're wishing to prevent. Vaccines don't necessarily provide the protection that people assume they do because health doesn't really come to So you have to learn the primary keys to health are good nutrition, pure water, adequate sleep, routine exercise, and fitness. But how do you do that? The whole U.S. is fluoridated, which causes neurological disorders, which makes it impossible to sleep. The only exercise people get is with their fingers when they change the TV station. And as far as good nutrition, you got to put on leather fuel in the gas tank, man. You can't, you can't keep eating everything that had a face or a mother. Number one, they're all loaded with GMOs. Number two, in order to keep them from stinking and rotting, in order to keep them from looking gray and brown, they're given synthetic chemicals. you got chicken that's loaded with doo-doo. you got fish that are loaded with mercury. And this is what you ingest on a daily basis, and you think it's good. When you eat flesh food, you're eating a muscle. It's not possible to break down a muscle so it can mix with your saliva and you can swallow it. It's not possible. You have to swallow that clump that sits in your gut that releases poison. It takes four to seven days for flesh foods to pass out of your body. Where do all those poisons go? (laughs) Haven't figured it out yet. So the U.S. Congress is considering mandating vaccines for all school children. I'm, I'm serious. So your God-given right to choose if a little kid is under attack by a Democratic representative. Oh, I guess we're back. Okay, so we're talking about the mandating of vaccines. So no longer would parents have the freedom to opt out of this form of medical assault using any personal or philosophical or religious exemption. The states would be required under Wilson's bill to scrap those exemptions in order to continue receiving federal funding, which amounts to the same kind of tyranny our nation's founders sacrificed their lives to escape. So Wilson's bill, if passed, would be the first time 
for the first time establish a federal vaccine requirement to attend school. Can you believe that? And the current vaccine policies are set by the states, but with the increasing federal control over schools with the No Child Left Behind and the Common Core, Wilson's bill would be an indicator of what's coming. It would be an unprecedented expansion of the federal government into an area of law and policy long recognized as a preserver of the state. It ignores the principle of informed choice as the bedrock of any ethical medical procedure and eliminates any parental say over what is injected into your child's body. So the bill... Wilson's House Resolution 2232 has no co-sponsors, and because this tyrant is a Democrat trying to increase federal desecration of personal liberty in a Republican-majority Congress, hopefully her bill presumably doesn't have a big chance of passing. But the fact is that it's even been proposed is enough cause for concern. And as parents, you too could be forced to receive injections as well because if the medical fascists like Wilson get their way, as was pointed out in the Daily Sheeple, the Centers for Deceit Control and Procrastination in the process of creating a national adult immunization plan that will schedule vaccines for adults. And that means that should mandatory vaccine legislation ever come to be in the U.S., the adults as well as children could be forced into getting jabbed with poison cocktails that will result in permanent injury or death. So H.R. 2232 defies the de facto vaccine standards of the developed democracies, which allows parents to make the final There ain't no such thing as required vaccines in Canada, Japan, Germany, the U.K., Ireland, Israel, Holland, Belgium, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Finland, on and on and on and on and on. You got to let this lady know how you feel about her attempt at overriding. You could go to uh, Facebook.com forward slash Rep Wilson. I could give you a phone number, but you will write it down, but... I mean, this is criminal. This lady has her head where the sun doesn't shine. Now, remember I was talking about California? When it comes to the party of tolerance and choice, the actual concepts of tolerance and choice, along with individual freedom and liberty, tend to take a back seat, especially in California, where all children are now essentially wards of the state. Jerry Brown, the Democratic governor, quickly signed into law a controversial mandatory vaccination measure passed by the state's overwhelmingly Democratic legislature imposing one of the country's strictest vaccination the wake of the Unbelievably minor measles outbreak. Okay, I'm hoping that we're back on. Um, The science 
is clear that vaccines medically protect children, number of infectious and dangerous disease. That's what the guy said. Well, while it's true that no medical intervention shows that immunization powerfully benefits and protects the community. That's what Brown said. But the only thing is that the science is not clear. And what's more, there's little evidence to suggest that allowing children to deal naturally with diseases like measles and mumps is inherently dangerous or deadly, at least. No more than vaccinations, which injure and kill dozens of Americans every year. So California... Okay, so we were talking about the two senators, right, that originally introduced the measure after the outbreak of measles at Disneyland, which affected only about 100 people in the U.S. and Mexico, and a lot of those had been vaccinated for the disease. So the pediatricians, they argued in favor of the measure recently as the legislators considered their opinions to be more important than those of the parents whose rights are increasingly being disregarded by authoritarian lawmakers to refuse to consider that their objections as valid. So what's happening is that there's some there's a little bit of wiggle room that's built into the law, but not much because medical exemptions will still be permitted for kids with serious health issues. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean much because serious has yet to be defined and likely will be left up to a state bureaucrat to figure it out. So here's what's happening in California, okay? Because the law is meant to apply to kids who go to public schools, private schools, and any daycare centers, homeschool kids will not be subject to immunization requirements. But those kids represent a minority in the state. I mean, look, you got California, okay, you got two classes of people. You got the haves and you got the have-nots. The haves can afford to have a parent stay home. They can hire a tutor, and they can do homeschooling for their kids. And you've got a lot of black communities. You've got a lot of Mexican communities. You've got a lot of people that are scraping by. They have to send their kids to public school. Who do you think this bill is targeting? Seriously. Seriously. This guy is a, a, a racist. We talk about population reduction. There it comes, folks. So new measures have received as much pushback as the mandatory vaccine bill. The parents by the thousands traveled to the state capitol in Sacramento to protest what they viewed as a major encroachment on their rights by the state. And the debate has become so heated that the law's authors were provided additional security. And after a recall effort had been launched, 
against at least two legislators who supported the measure. Do you understand? The opponents assert that the state is eliminating informed consent and trampling on parental rights. And similar legislation was dropped in Oregon earlier this year because the opposition was so strong, and yet the measure passes anyway, mostly with the Democratic support and also with some Republican assistance. So for his part, Governor Jerry Brown said he was able to support the bill after the authors agreed to make it easier to obtain medical exemptions. So what, the bill was amended to allow physicians to use a family medical history as the evaluating factor? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? And the authors agreed to a grandfather clause which will permit students currently claiming a personal belief exemption to maintain it until next vaccination checkpoint, which will occur in kindergarten and seventh grade. Do you see the criminality that is going on here? Well, what I think is going to happen, and one of the reasons that the vaccine propagandists are so impaired is because they've been partially brain damaged by the same vaccines they keep pushing on everybody else. And not, as a result, not a single one of them has yet to come up to realize how they painted themselves into a corner with the Senate Bill 277. This bill is going to backfire. And you can help make sure it doesn't get covered up when it happens. And here's how. Starting in 2016... The vaccination rate in the California public schools will be virtually 100%. We are told this, told this by the professional vaccine bookers, and that will halt all outbreaks of disease. That's what vaccines do, right? That's what they do. They stop the outbreaks of infectious disease. But if you're intelligent and you go to independent news media, you're already well aware that most infectious disease outbreaks occur among children who are really vaccinated. The pharmaceutical-controlled false narrative that unvaccinated children are spreading disease is a marketing lie designed to convince more parents to pay for more vaccines. So in truth, it's the vaccinated children who are shedding viruses and spreading disease among each other. The little kids who have the weakened immune systems that have been suppressed by all the toxic chemicals intentionally added to the vaccines, like the mercury, aluminum, MSG, formaldehyde, polysorbate 80, and on and on and on and on and on. Here's the kicker. When the disease outbreaks start to occur in California's public schools, those outbreaks will be happening to the little kids who are nearly 100% vaccinated. There are no longer going to be a minority of unvaccinated children to blame for the outbreak. And what will we be witnessing is scientific proof that the vaccines routinely do not work. So in other words, this stupid bill will now make it impossible for the authorities to hide the vaccine's failures behind the cover 
of unvaccinated children. So in the post-Senate Bill 277 era, the fact that vaccines often don't work will become abundantly obvious. And then the whole world will be able to confirm exactly what the Merck virologists have already stated in a Federal False Claim Act testimony that vaccine manufacturers routinely fake their tests in order to continue to receive FDA approval for vaccines that simply don't work. And as the Merck virologists already stated on record in sworn government documents, they knowingly falsified falsified its mumps vaccine test results to fabricate a 95%, that's correct, 95% efficacy rate. In order to do this, Merck spiked the blood test with animal antibodies in order to artificially inflate the appearance of immune system antibodies. Then they used the falsified trial results to swindle the U.S. government out of hundreds of millions of dollars for vaccine that doesn't provide immunization, then Merck's vaccine fraud actually contributed to the continuation of mumps across America, causing more kids to become infected with mumps. Then they used their false claims of 95% effectiveness to monopolize the vaccine market and eliminate possible competitors. And this fraud, this Merck vaccine fraud, has been going on since the late 1990s. And the testing of Merck's vaccine was never done against real-world mumps viruses in the wild. Instead, the test results were falsified to achieve the desired outcome. And this entire fraud took place with the knowledge, authority, and approval of Merck's senior management. And the Merck scientists, witnessed firsthand the improper testing and data falsification in which which Merck engaged to artificially inflate the vaccine's efficacy findings. Then this was all substantiated in the court documents. So how will the pharmaceutically controlled mainstream media try to cover it all up? Well, they'll probably adopt an internal policy of a total media blackout on all infectious disease outbreaks among the California school kids. That's what they do best. So if clusters of mumps or measles or flu begin to explode out of control among the vaccinated California kids, the media will deliberately censor the stories, making sure no one hears about them. So even as the vaccines are falling, The pharma-corrupted media will think that it's more important to protect the vaccine industry than to protect the lives of little kids. After all, we can't have the public learning the truth about failed vaccines, can we? So here's where the mainstream media will fail. The new media is rising, and more people are now reading the new media than the mainstream media. And as one of, you know, I, I don't want to put put labels on me or anything, but, you know, I'm a trailblazer of new media. And I'm trying to get out there to put words out there that that are the truth. 
and the truth hurts. You know, it's it's, and there's other people like me. If you go to naturalnews.com, if you go to um, different sites, the Daily Sheeple, you'll find you will you will find information that the mainstream. If you go to Google and you go to other search engines, you got to go on like your fourth, fifth, or sixth page in order to find other stuff that is not mainstream. And then recently there was a woman from Washington State that passed away from what was reported as measles, and the vaccines freaked out. We're in a frenzy declaring that everyone needs to be vaccinated against the measles or more people could die. Well, there was a report in the Daily Mail in the United Kingdom that revealed that the woman was already vaccinated against the measles. And she became the first person to die of measles in the 12 years that she was vaccinated against the disease. And not only was she already vaccinated against the measles, it was the other big pharmaceutical medication that ultimately killed her because, as the Daily Mail reported, the woman had been vaccinated as a child, but because she had other health problems and was taking medications that interfere with her response to an infection, she was not protected. So, in other words, the woman's immune system was compromised by pharmaceuticals, and the so-called immunization of a measles vaccine failed to work. But the vaccine-pushing U.S. media twisted the story around, withholding from the public the fact that the woman was already vaccinated and that her immune system was compromised by the FDA-approved meds. And even though the death clearly demonstrates the total failure of the measles vaccine and immune-destroying medication, the vaccine-worshipping medical establishment cannot resist using this woman's death as yet another reason to call for mass vaccination of the entire population. And every death is an opportunity for the vaccine industry to push yet more vaccines that will also fail and other people contributing to yet more preventable deaths from infectious disease. And the propaganda goes on and on and on and on and on. And then there's this Washington State Department of Health hooker, his name was Don Moyer, who told the Daily Mail that the tragic situation illustrates the importance of immunizing as many people as possible to provide a high level of community protection against measles. People with compromised immune systems cannot be vaccinated against measles, especially when vaccinated. They may not have a good immune response when exposed to disease. They may be especially vulnerable to disease outbreaks. In other words, this guy admitted that vaccines do not work on an immune-compromised individual. I mean, seriously. So how do they get immunocompromised in the first place? Huh? By taking FDA-approved meds manufactured by the vaccine-producing drug companies. 
And somehow this is all blamed on people who take no medications and no vaccines while living with healthy immune systems that naturally defend against infectious disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time a person vaccinated against measles dies as a measles, it's the fault of the people who protect your immune system by intentionally avoiding dangerous drugs and injections of toxic vaccine ingredients. <laughs> Getting guess where this unfortunate woman actually contracted the measles disease, the one who died, at a hospital. She, yeah, she was hospitalized for several health conditions in, in some county uh, on, on the northern part of the Olympic Peninsula. And she was there at the time as a person later developed a rash was contagious with measles. Then when the woman most likely was exposed, she was on medications that contributed to her weakened immune system. I mean, so let me get this straight. Okay, let's see if I got it right. The woman is victimized by the medical establishment. She's infected in a hospital. She's immunocompromised by Big Pharma's toxic medications, and she's given a false sense of protection from a veil from a failed measles vaccine. But somehow, her death is exploited by the vaccine industry to push for more vaccines. <laughs> I mean, come, I mean, can the vaccine industry be even crazier than suspected with their quack logic on full parade, even when the deaths of people who are already vaccinated against the disease are somehow blamed on everyone else? She'd still be alive today if she wasn't vaccinated, over-medicated, and then infected at the hospital in the first place. So the deal is, folks, they only want to make money. And the way they make money is to force their vaccines and medications on everybody. The only way you can avoid vaccines and medications is to build a healthy and strong immune system. How do you do that? Number one, you eat a plant-based diet. Number two, you start taking the organic sulfur crystals. Number three, you take superfoods, which will build and strengthen your immune system. I urge you all to please take a look at www.healthtalkhawaii.com. That is my website. Look under products. You will find the things that will keep you alive. I also have the most incredible mouth-watering, dissolving-in-your-mouth bee pollen that is so loaded with antioxidants and probiotics and so many things to build your immune system that will drive you crazy. You have to take a stand for yourself. You have to fight against the stupidity of the doctors and the pharmaceutical industry and all their hookers that are pushing disease on you. Take responsibility for you. And I tell you, week after week after week on all my shows, I'm going to talk about this. You go to HealthTalkHawaii.com, you can click on podcasts. There's hundreds of radio shows. You can click on articles. There's hundreds of articles. 
that will help you with your health. Well, time for me to go. George Harrison waits for nobody. And uh, I'll catch you all next week. Aloha. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording is by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. The famous speech of Patrick Henry to the Virginia House of Burgesses, given on March 23, 1775, and entitled, Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death. No man thinks more highly than I do of the patriotism as well as abilities of the very worthy gentlemen who have just addressed the house. But different men often see the same subject in different lights, and therefore I hope it will not be thought disrespectful to those gentlemen if, entertaining as I do, opinions of a character very opposite to theirs, I shall speak forth my sentiments freely and without reserve. This is no time for ceremony. The question before the House is one of awful moment to this country. For my own part, I consider it as nothing less than a question of freedom or slavery, and in proportion to the magnitude of the subject ought to be the freedom of the debate. It is only in this way that we can hope to arrive at truth and fulfill the great responsibility which we hold to God and our country. Should I keep back my opinions at such a time through fear of giving offense, I should consider myself as guilty of treason toward my country and of an act of disloyalty towards the majesty of heaven, which I revere above all earthly kings. Mr. President, it is natural to man to indulge in the illusions of hope. We are apt to shut our eyes against a painful truth and listen to the song of that siren till she transforms us into beasts. Is this the part of wise men engaged in a great and arduous struggle for liberty? Are we disposed to be of the number of those who, having eyes, see not, and having ears, hear not the things which so nearly concern their temporal salvation? For my part, whatever anguish of spirit it may cost, I am willing to know the whole truth, to know the worst, and to provide for it. I have but one lamp by which my feet are guided, and that is the lamp of experience. I know of no way of judging of the future but by the past. And judging by the past, I wish to know what there has been in the conduct of the British ministry for the last ten years to justify those hopes with which gentlemen have been pleased to solace themselves and the House. Is it that insidious smile with which our petition has been lately received? Trust it not, sir. It will prove a snare to your feet. Suffer not yourselves to be betrayed with a kiss. Ask yourselves how this gracious reception of our petition comports with those warlike preparations which cover our waters and darken our land. 
Are fleets and armies necessary to a work of love and reconciliation? Have we shown ourselves so unwilling to be reconciled that force must be called in to win back our love? Let us not deceive ourselves, sir. These are the implements of war and subjugation, the last arguments to which kings resort. I ask gentlemen, sir, what means this martial array, if its purpose be not to force us to submission? Can gentlemen assign any other possible motive for it? Has Great Britain any enemy in this quarter of the world to call for all this accumulation of navies and armies? No, sir, she has none. They are meant for us. They can be meant for no other. They are sent over to bind and rivet upon us those chains which the British ministry have been so long forging. And what have we to oppose to them? Shall we try argument? Sir, we have been trying that for the last ten years. Have we anything new to offer upon this subject? Nothing. We have held the subject up in every light of which it is capable, but it has all been in vain. Shall we resort to entreaty and humble supplication? What terms shall we find which have not already been exhausted? Let us not, I beseech you, sir, deceive ourselves. Sir, we have done everything that could be done to avert the storm which is now coming on. We have petitioned. We have remonstrated. We have supplicated. We have prostrated ourselves before the throne and have implored its interposition to arrest the tyrannical hands of the ministry and parliament. Our petitions have been slighted. Our remonstrances have produced additional violence and insult. Our supplications have been disregarded, and we have been spurned with contempt from the foot of the throne. In vain after these things may we indulge the fond hope of peace and reconciliation. There is no longer any room for hope. If we wish to be free, if we mean to preserve inviolate those inestimable privileges for which we have so long been contending, if we mean not basely to abandon the noble struggle in which we have so long been engaged and which we have pledged ourselves never to abandon until the glorious object of our contest shall be obtained, we must fight! I repeat it, sir, we must fight! An appeal to arms and to the God of hosts is all that is left us. They tell us, sir, that we are weak, unable to cope with so formidable an adversary. But when shall we be stronger? Will it be the next week or the next year? Will it be when we are totally disarmed and when a British guard shall be stationed in every house? Shall we gather strength by irresolution and inaction? Shall we acquire the means of effectual resistance by lying supinely on our backs and hugging the delusive phantom of hope until our enemies shall have us bound hand and foot? Sir, we are not weak if we make a proper use of those means which the God of nature hath placed in our power. The millions of people armed in the holy cause of liberty and in such a country as that which we possess are invincible by any force 
which our enemy can send against us. Besides, sir, we shall not fight our battles alone. There is a just God who presides over the destinies of nations and who will raise up friends to fight our battles for us. The battle, sir, is not to the strong alone. It is to the vigilant, the active, and the brave. Besides, sir, we have no election. If we were base enough to desire it, it is now too late to retire from the contest. There is no retreat but in submission and slavery. Our chains are forged. Their clanking may be heard on the plains of Boston. The war is inevitable. And let it come! I repeat it, sir. Let it come! It is in vain, sir, to extenuate the matter. Gentlemen may cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war is actually begun. The next scale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it that gentlemen wish? What would they have? Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, Almighty God! I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death! Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one four. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Assalamu alaikum. Many other Americans have Muslims in their families or have lived in a Muslim-majority country. I know because I am one of them. But my father came from a Kenyan family that includes generations of Muslims. As a boy, I spent several years in Indonesia and heard the call of the Azan at the break of dawn. But I have known Islam on three continents before coming to the region where it was first revealed. That experience guides my conviction. You are absolutely right that John McCain has not uh, talked about my Muslim faith. As the Holy Quran tells us, the Holy Quran teaches that, the Holy Quran tells us, and the Holy Quran also says, we will convey our deep appreciation for the Islamic faith, which has done so much over the centuries to shape the world. I would like to speak directly to the people and leaders of the Islamic Republic of Iran, their great and celebrated culture. Over many centuries, your art, your music, literature, and innovation have made the world a better and more beautiful place. We know that you are a great civilization, and your accomplishments have earned the respect of the United States and the world. I also know civilization's debt to Islam. It was Islam at places like Uluzar that carried the light of learning through so many centuries, paving the way for Europe's renaissance and enlightenment. It was innovation in Muslim communities that developed the order of algebra, our magnetic compass and tools of navigation, our mastery of pens and printing, our understanding of how disease spreads and how it can be healed. Islamic culture has given us majestic arches and soaring spires, timeless poetry and cherished music, elegant calligraphy, and places of peaceful contemplation. They have fought in our wars, they have served in our government, they have stood for civil rights, they have started businesses, they have taught at our universities, they've excelled in our sports arenas, they've won Nobel Prizes, built our tallest building, and lit the Olympic torch. And when the first Muslim American was recently elected to Congress, he took the oath to defend our Constitution using the same Holy Quran. In ancient times and in our times, Muslim communities have been at the forefront of innovation and education. Islam is not part of the problem 
in combating violent extremism. It is an important part of promoting peace. The enduring faith of over a billion people is so much bigger than the narrow hatred of a few. In the United States, rules on charitable giving have made it harder for Muslims to fulfill their religious obligation. That's why I'm committed to working with American Muslims to ensure that they can fulfill zakat. It is important for Western countries to avoid impeding Muslim citizens from practicing religion as they see fit. And I consider it part of my responsibility as President of the United States to fight against negative stereotypes of Islam wherever they appear. We are no longer a Christian nation. We do not consider ourselves a Christian nation. The United States has been enriched by Muslim Americans. Since our founding, American Muslims have enriched the United States. Islam has always been a part of America's story. There is a mosque in every state in our union and over 1,200 mosques within our borders. You know, one of the points I want to make is, is that if you actually took the number of Muslims Americans, uh, you know, we'd be one of the largest Muslim countries in the world. Let there be no doubt, Islam is a part of America. He did bow to the Muslim king while he did not do it to the British Queen of England. And by bowing, he showed the world that I am subservient. I do owe, uh, bow down to you as a Muslim king, something no other uh, president has done with Saudi Arabia. The Saudi king is his peer. He is... All right, I didn't know that the video had ended. This is Melissa Roxanne. Welcome to New World Order Info. And it is my live show Monday, July 6, 2015. And you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR. And so I'm doing something a little different. Instead of playing music, Tonight, I'm going to be having Frank play videos, so that's one of the ones you heard the beginning one. Obama admits he is a Muslim is the name of that, and it can be found on YouTube. So um, I highly recommend watching that if you, if you have not. And I'm sure a lot of those things that you heard on the audio portion of it you've heard before, but some of them you may not, and... You know, it's good to watch it as well as to hear it. So, you know, it's pretty mind-blowing, even though, you know, we've we've heard a lot of it before. It's just, it's good to see it and and see him speak those words for yourself, you know. Um, I've read that Obama, usurper, wears a ring. Um, if it's true, I don't know if it is or not. Um, they claim it has something inscribed, I think, on the inside, probably, that says uh, the only God is Allah. I don't know how true that is, but it sure seems like from what he just got through saying over and over again that he seems to be a Muslim. So, And he talked about if the political winds, you know, changed or whatever, shifted, that he would be on the side of the Muslims. So... Anyway, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, if, if they're going to keep him in there 
and um, something wild can happen or what, but if not, we still have a ways to go with him. And so that that was pretty wild. Again, the name of that is Obama Admits He Is a Muslim, and you can find it on YouTube.com. And that particular video is from Feel the Change Media, and I haven't I have no idea about that channel. I just happened to see that one video that they had, and I, I, thought, I thought that was something that people needed to hear, you know. So be sure and go watch that if you can, and, you know, share it with others if, if you'd like to, to let them hear it. And, and especially those people that think that he's a Christian or, you know, maybe they're totally 100% behind Obama. Those people really need to hear to hear what he had to say. So, uh, anyway, and then the rest of my show, I don't know what's up with my audio. I'm not doing a thing, and it's making some weird sounds and getting ultra loud on my end. Um, okay, turn up my volume. I just now saw. Okay, so I just turned up my volume. That was Frank, I guess, trying to get my attention. So um, hopefully that's okay. Let me know if it isn't. It, it's the same level it always was, but I turned it up even higher. So um, so anyway, the rest of the show is going to be about that shooting at the black church, the AME church in South Carolina, as far as what um, audio you'll hear during breaks and such. And it just seems so fake, you know. Um, it, it doesn't seem like it really happened. You know, we don't really have any way of knowing whether it really happened or not, but all signs seem to point to it was just another false flag, you know. And it wouldn't surprise me that no one even got shot. And so, you know, it's just another way for them to try to grab guns or to to put another notch in their belt or whatever for the gun grab later and um you know they they did have that state senator slash pastor in an open casket but they had guards around him and people could only get so close so they couldn't really get that close to the casket that was open, and uh, then I guess they just gave some still pictures of him lying in the casket to the media to put out there. So you could go look those up, and, and people were like, you know, well, so how did they do that? How did they fake that or whatever? And for one thing, I mean, that could have been could have been a wax figure. It could have been a lot of things. It could have been... If you believe they're capable of cloning people, which I do, and I believe they are doing so, you know, I don't believe they just stopped with Dolly, the sheep, years ago. Um, and I believe they could do something like that, you know. They could put his clone into a casket. Um, that's one thing they could have done, you know, or a dead clone, whatever. It could be a double. It could be all kind of things. Um and as far as that goes, if you really want to blow your mind, type in celebrity 
doppelganger. Celebrity doppelganger, okay? Or actor doppelganger, things like that. And then you'll see all these actors and actresses, and there's a lot of them that look like each other. I mean, very, very similar to each other, okay? Um, and they'll just say, oh, they just look similar to the other, you know, four or five different actresses. Sometimes that is, you know, what you're going to see. You'll see four or five different ones that look very, very alike. And they'll just act like, oh, it's just a coincidence or something. And another thing that you'll see is um, if you look at these, go to, like, Google Images when you type this in, right? And then you can just click on any of those pictures and go to different sites. And sometimes it'll be like a whole lot of pictures. You just keep clicking the arrow and you'll see all these different actors and actresses that look like other actors, actors and actresses, et cetera. But others are old pictures, like maybe from the 1800s or, you know, 1900s or famous people in history, okay? And they will look like current people, politicians, popes actors, whatever, or popes in the past look like actors today. All this weird stuff, okay? For one, the, one pope in the past looks just like Sylvester Stallone. And it sounds so crazy. I know it does. It sounds like I'm a lunatic even talking about it. But if you haven't seen it, you know, you should go look because, you know, you could just type in Sylvester Stallone, Stallone doppelganger, probably pope or something like that, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, Another one is Mark Zuckerberg, the um, supposed creator of Facebook that's worth so much money. Uh, I forget what person in history, you know, he supposedly looks like, but he's another one. Um, to me, it's just evidence that they're cloning these people. They're they're taking old, you know, DNA from, from historical figures a lot of the time, and they're they're using that DNA to make a clone, which sounds absolutely crazy, I know. But look it up, okay? Look up just the pictures and look at what I'm talking about, and you'll see what I'm saying. Um, you may not believe it. Uh, I mean, you may be one of those closed-minded people or people that don't want to accept reality. But I do believe they are quite capable, and they have been cloning people for a very long time. And this is just a lot... You can say it's circumstantial evidence or it's not proof or whatever you want to say, but, you know, there's there's like millions of pictures out there of celebrities that look like other celebrities, so similar, and clones, they're not going to look alike, exactly alike. Like, they can have, you know, some differences, but it can still be like somebody they cloned, you know. So they may come out looking different uh, or quite similar but not exactly the same and uh so you know I, i'm gonna type it in and i will give you some examples here um if i just type in the word doppelganger celebrity example you know for example into a search engine and so i usually use google but this one it, it went to Yahoo. So the first one that comes up is celebrities and their ridiculous historical doppelgangers. Okay? So this is an example. Okay, the first one that they show here is Nicolas Cage. 
And then they show a picture of him that's an old, it looks just like him, let's just say. It looks very, very, very much like Nicolas Cage. And you'll see a picture of this person that looks like Nicolas Cage. You know, and you can tell it's a very old picture. It's like a black and white picture, whatever. So, um, you know, they're saying that there's a whole community of people from totallylookalike.com to YouTube who post photos of famous people in their historical lookalikes. While some people think that the celebrities are actually vampires, they claim, others believe in the conspiracy theories that the famous people are clones or descendants of former politicians, artists, philosophers, and even criminals. But most just take it all in and good fun. So, you know, the powers that be are putting this out there. Maybe they're trying to tell us something, do you think? But people are too stupid or in denial or... You know, they just don't have an open enough mind to admit that these evil freaks that are manipulating DNA, just like the Bible tells us in the days of Noah, you know, it's going to be like this in the latter days. It's going to be like the days of Noah. And before Jesus comes back, it's going to be like in the days of Noah. Well, I do believe in the days of Noah that DNA was being manipulated and most likely that. Noah and his, you know, the few family members that got saved with him on the ark, along with the pairs of animals and so on, that our Heavenly Father told him to take on the ark with him so that, they, you know, there, there would still be animals later after the flood. And everybody else was wiped out because I think they were messing around with DNA. And, and he and his family members, the ones on the ark, were the only ones that still had their pure DNA that hadn't been manipulated, let's just say. So we know they're manipulating the food. They're messing around with genes and splicing genes of animals and insects into our food. They're doing that blatantly in the open. What are they doing behind the scenes? We know that they've taken different animals and insects and different things like that and put them the DNA together or spliced them together. You know, I don't remember exactly what it was, um, a goat or a sheep or something and, and a spider, for instance, you know. And so all this weird stuff, like they admitted to that. So what if, which I believe is happening, they've been cloning people, okay, for a long time. Um, and they've had the ability to do this, but they're just not telling us yet, although they are telling us if you look at evidence or circumstantial evidence or whatever you want to call it look at these pictures like i'm telling you um you know doppelgangers type in that and then historical or something like that and then you can see the pictures of these people and a lot of them are people that are famous people now okay just like nicholas cage and it says here here's nick cage and his doppelganger little is known about the man Besides that he supposedly served in the Civil War. So that's the picture to the right, the black and white picture. An old picture that looks so much like Nicolas Cage. Okay? It looks like they could be the same person. I guess it's time for a break. So we'll be back. According to the story, her granddad was murdered and her husband was murdered. Look at him. Now our members of Reverend Daniel Simmons' family 
granddaughter, Alana Simmons, and his widow, Annie. According to the story, her granddad was murdered, and her husband was murdered. Look at him. Now are members of Reverend Daniel Simmons' family, granddaughter Alana Simmons, and his widow, Annie. Review time, hot. I know you like to believe everything that's on TV, but right now, I need you to use common sense. Please. These people just lost their mother in the shooting. Honestly, it's surreal. It's a blessing that everybody came out here today. Um, I just want to thank everybody that came out here tonight, and hopefully things will just keep getting better. This tragedy. This tragedy. How do you want people to remember your mom? She's a God-fearing woman who was a great mother, a great coach, a great reverend. So that's all I want people to know. She was God-fearing, and she loved everyone with all her heart. Hold up, Joker. How are you talking so eloquent? Where are your tips? Joker, you just lost your mama. When did you find out about what happened yesterday? How did you find out? Well, I received a phone call, and they were in distress, so I rushed down. They were in distress, Joker. Really? There, and I was briefed, but I wasn't sure of anything until... Briefed? Everyone was told about it, so... This, this young man is an actor. It was tough, but things will get better. It was tough, but things will get better. This man already in the assessment stage. And it's going to get better. My mama just died. My mama. When did you last see her? Oh, I saw her yesterday morning, early in the morning before she left for work and everything else. It's like nothing happened. Yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. What's, your, what's going through your head right now? Obviously, Nothing. She waiting for that money they're going to pay her for acting. Not just your mother, but other victims who were in that church at the time. What do you feel at the moment? I feel hope a lot, a lot. I just feel a lot of love. I'm Hold up, Joker. Wait. You feel a lot of love? How do you feel right now? A lot of love. I'm a little bitter, but... I'm a little bitter, though. Oh, oh, yeah. If you falling for this, Joker, something's wrong with you. You know? It, and she's smiling. It overwhelms. I'm overwhelmed with love. She overwhelmed with love. Not crying after she lost her mama. Not overwhelmed in sadness with love. How about you, Chris? What kind of people are... What, what's going on here? Same thing, you know. We already forgive him for what he's done. Oh. I just threw the microphone back. Just... You already forgive the shooter. So you ain't crying about your mama being dead. And you forgive the shooter, the, the one who killed your mama. Fake. And there's nothing but love from our side of the family. Nothing but love. Nothing but nonsense. You just said you already forgive Bill and Ruth. Yes. The man who killed your mother. Yes, ma'am. We already forgive him. We already forgive him. Many people listening and watching this will find that very hard to understand. Oh, yeah, you... Very hard. Very. 24 hours after... Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. 
It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. When you ask me my stance on this shooting, I'm going to tell you it's fake. You're going to say, well, what happened to the bodies? I'm going to tell you I don't know what happened to the bodies. Why don't you ask them what happened to the bodies or the people? I know it's fake because they did an active shooter drill around the same time. Documented. So this right here is an active shooter drill. And all these other people are just actors playing out the active shooter drill. They don't feel bad because they know that, and they're also getting $29 million to share between each other. You say, what about the people over there at the church and the people watching? Uh, have you ever heard of extras? Shows be getting paid $150, and they think that's good. So what you think they're going to do with $29 million? Uh-huh. But I tell you, this thing goes deep. When you see these people coming out here, fake crying. Well, they ain't even fake crying. They just 
super happy about their family members getting killed. It goes beyond what the people are telling you. It goes beyond what I'm telling you because I show you the video and you see for yourself and you know something is wrong. It is human to be able to detect fake smiles so you can know who to trust and who not to trust. And you know we don't like fake smiles. We don't like being sold stuff. I know I don't. And what they're doing is trying to sell your stories. Oh, all I feel is love. Oh, I forgive the shooter. And then you get the other people coming out. Oh, well, at this moment in time, I do not forgive the shooter. But maybe I could one day. You know, so they try to switch the stories around. But I know intuitively. I know regular people don't speak like this. They talk like they're speaking from a script, just like in Sandy Hook. And then you say, well, how did they do the open casket funeral? Say, I don't know how they did that, but I still know it's fake. Because either it's fake and those family members are actors, or in your case, it's real. And those family members are some of the most heartless non-caring individuals that ever existed. Oh, and let's not forget Ag Greedy in there, too, since they're receiving $29 million. I'm going to go with the first one. I don't think every single family member is going to be that cold-hearted and talk that robotic and scripted. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave links in the description box for you to watch because you need to hear the other side of the story. What they're doing, they're putting out the little open casket, and it's for you, so you see it and you say, oh, okay, it must be real, and then you keep going. You ain't going to look any further. Oh, no. It's not fair what they're doing to you. You got the newspapers telling you this, the TV telling you this, your favorite radio personalities telling you this. So it's only right that you hear the other side, which is the real side. Red, silver, J, all I got to say. All right. Welcome back to New World Order. Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and it's my live show tonight on Monday, July 6, 2015, and I apologize. I don't know what happened. Um, I put some videos on a flash drive to be played, and for some reason, they are locking up Frank's machine, so that's why you heard a lot of dead air, and I don't know why it's happening, but anyway, I guess we're not going to be able to hear a lot of the videos, but I can at least tell you where you can go watch them if you'd like to or listen to them, whatever, and I haven't seen all of this person's videos or anything, but I did watch a lot of the ones about that shooting in South Carolina at the Black Church. Um, Dylan Roof, you know, this this person that they claimed did it and all that. Um, So if you want to go see those for yourself, um, and I think the person, he does make a lot of good points. He is a black man that made these videos. And, you know, he is not one of those race card players. He's just pointing out what he sees as the truth. And he sees right through it. And so, like I say, I don't know. haven't seen his other videos. I've just seen a bunch of them that he did on this particular topic. And so if you want to find that channel, it is called Red, R-E-D, Silver, S-I-L-V-E-R-J, like as in John. So Red, Silver, J. And in the beginning, he says Red, Silver, or at the end, I think he says Red, Silver, J. That's all i got to say. So that's what he's saying at the end. But anyway, um, there's a whole lot of videos that made really good points. Like I said, he had the so-called 
children, et cetera, of the people that supposedly got killed at this church in South Carolina. And they were appearing on television and being interviewed on various different shows. And so you'll see the people sitting there. And the whole time they're being interviewed, you know, nobody shed a tear. It was like Sandy Hook and all the other false flags. These people never shed any tears. They don't act distraught. Um, Or if they do, it's a weird thing um, where they'll be laughing one second and then they get into character and, you know, all of a sudden then they act like they're having a panic attack or something. One of the Sandy Hook, um, I think, actors did that. And another thing that has in common with Sandy Hook is Okay, there was no tear shed by anybody, you know, for any of these people that supposedly lost their loved ones at this shooting at the church in South Carolina. The other thing is you've heard about Obama and his administration or whatever paying them off, basically, $29 million or something. They, they gave them, they fast-tracked to the victims' families. And we don't even get an explanation of why and why did they fast track for this particular shooting and do that yet how many other shootings have there been you know and and they they never fast tracked it before you know i mean we've heard about the tpp and the whole fast track with that but now all of a sudden they're fast tracking to give the so-called victims families the money you know to get it to them even faster 29 million Uh, Another person I read on a comment, I thought they made a good point. I believe there's nine victims, supposedly, in this false flag shooting, you know, drill. Uh, I think it was another drill going on. And in, in that nine, if you divide that 29 million by nine, it comes up with 3.22 million per Victim's family member, 322, like skull and bones, 322. And that could be something to do with chromosomes. Somebody pointed out in a different video I saw the whole 322 thing. But anyway, so uh, it, it's just, you know, there's, there's signatures all over this. It looks like then there was this Dylan uh, Roof guy where they look, it appears that his photo was photoshopped and all these different patches, badges, whatever you want to call them, he supposedly had on his jacket or something. Was That was totally photoshopped in. They're calling him this white supremacist and trying to get the whole race war, you know, going. Everybody hate each other because, you know, he he hates the black people, they claim. And, you know, so it's trying to get the black people stirred up against the white people and the white people stirred up against the black people and all this you know, their usual thing, so that we focus on hating each other instead of the criminals, you know, that are doing all these terrible things to us all. So, um, anyway, you can look for that channel. You can just go to youtube.com, and if you look, when you get to youtube.com, the way to easily find a particular channel is just, you know, go to YouTube.com, and then there's these three lines next to the icon for YouTube. 
and it's just three horizontal lines. And when you hover your cursor with your mouse, you hover your cursor over those three horizontal lines next to the YouTube logo, there's a little arrow pointing down next to those three horizontal lines. And there'll, there'll be a box, like a rectangular box appear around those lines and the arrow. So then if you click that, it will appear underneath. It'll say what to watch, best of YouTube. And then it has popular on YouTube, music, sports, gaming, education, movies, TV shows, news, live, spotlight, 360-degree video. Okay? And icons next to all of those. Then, after all of that list, it'll say browse channels. Okay? So you just click on browse channels. And once you get to browse channels, which I'm going to do right now, you click on that with your mouse, your cursor, whatever, and then it's going to open up a thing that says browse channels. So then, if you want to find this particular channel to watch these particular videos, which are short, they're anywhere from like two minutes, five, six minutes, three minutes. Uh, the longest one that I was going to play tonight was like nine minutes and something. So they're not like a lot of long videos, at least the ones I've seen of his in regards to this South Carolina shooting. Um, but anyway, you can just type in where it says Browse Channels, just type in red, R-E-D, like the color red, silver, like the color silver, or gold and silver, red, silver, all one word, then the letter J, like J for John. Okay, so red, silver, J. And then you'll get to that person's channel. And then you can uh, see the videos that they have, posted, that they have uploaded, etc. There's home videos, playlists, channels, discussion, and about. Well, if you just go click on videos, um, and then, you know, you can see a few videos, and you just click on the arrow to go to the right, and then more videos appear on your screen. And you can also look for uploads, things like that. Uploads are what somebody has uploaded to YouTube. Sometimes people like favor, uh, they favorite videos and things like that, or they used to, I know. But vi but uploads are normally uh, videos that the people have created themselves. However, a lot of times people nowadays, sometimes you might say steal other people's videos until they'll have that under uploads, but they'll just change the title or whatever, and it's somebody else's video that they made. And other times people want their videos out there and they don't care if you change the titles. They're just about getting out the truth and the information. So they'll say, upload this to your channel. It's fine. You know, I don't care. I don't care if you rename my video or whatever. But anyway, this uh, person, Red Silver J, he, he appears to be a black man and he is funny. I think he's funny. Um, you know, he calls people jokers and stuff like that. But, you know, he just sits there and watches them and shows you these people that appear to be actors. And he shows you they're not crying, you know, and he'll just talk during the video and, and point out things. And he, he makes me and a lot of other people apparently laugh because if you read the comments, you know, people people take him seriously. But at the same time, it's kind of entertaining because it is funny to listen to him. But uh, anyway, so if you look, he has, you know, a lot of different videos on here. And he's got videos about Sandy Ho Hook hoax which I have not seen his particular ones. I've seen a lot of others. 
Um, and he's got a lot on the whole South Carolina shooting and a lot of other stuff, too. Um, so, like I say, only ones I saw were the ones on the South Carolina shooting. One of those, uh, for instance, is titled Dylan Roof, the so-called Patsy guy, you know, that probably either doesn't exist or had nothing to do with it. Uh, they're just using him as the Patsy. It says Dylan Roof, South Carolina church massacre gunman uh, conspiracy. Okay, there's that one. Um, there's a whole lot more to where that came from. But, um, so there's that one, and then there is, um, let's see, here's another one. Charleston church shooting hoax agenda absolutely uh, exposed. This is sick, okay? So there's another one about that South Carolina shooting. Um, and then there's Dylan Roof's racist manifesto is a hoax, which I did read that entire manifesto. It says, don't be fooled. That's the name of that one. It's like four minutes and a little under five minutes. Um, I didn't see that video yet, but anyway, I did read the manifesto, and I read somebody, you know, kind of exposing that it is so fake, and it seems like a whole lot of different people had input in writing that manifesto, like the people that faked it, you know, um, because they would refer to black people with different words, you know, one would be the N-word, one would be some other words that weren't the N-word, you know, whereas if somebody really called them, you know, the N-word, why would they change it to all these other words in the same manifesto? It just didn't make any sense. So that was just one of the things. And the style of writing changed, you know, dramatically. Um, another thing, they say this Dylan Roof guy, you know, he's supposed to be this white supremacist and all that. However, then they show us that he had all these black friends and, and he had Facebook friends who were black and they came out from what I understand and said he was never racist towards me. Um, okay, now that apparently has to do with the media, which I don't watch television, so I don't really know except for when I see things on YouTube and stuff like that. I don't know what they're saying, but from what I've gathered including in this person, Red Silver Jay's channel, one of his videos, which I don't I don't know the title of it. Uh, I wish I did. But on that video, if you just watch the ones related to the Charleston shooting hoax, one of those videos shows you that the whole deal is, for one, one of the things, not only are they trying to grab the guns, but what he pointed out was, they are trying to clamp down on the Internet with, with this shooting because for them to say he's this white supremacist and all that, yet he had black friends, which doesn't seem to make sense. Well, they're saying, from what I gather, that the reason why he went from he's not, um, you know, prejudiced and he has black friends and Facebook friends who are black and they claimed that he wasn't ever prejudiced towards them that yet he killed all these black people in this shooting in South Carolina is because he got radicalized because he was watching, you know, or reading all this junk on the Internet. So all of a sudden he got radicalized, and it took him six months to plan all this, you know. He sat there and then all of a sudden just gets up and shoots all these people. And, and I mean, why would that even take six months of planning? And then... From what I, I saw on this person's video channel, Red Silver Jay, 
they say that he had a friend that he told he was going to do this, but yet the friend didn't come out. But yet the friend comes out now and says, yeah, he told me he's going to do it. So that friend supposedly didn't report him to the authorities or try to stop him or anything from what I've seen him say. So, you know, and then there's the fact that the guy is something like 5'9", 120 or so pounds, the supposed shooter, yet nobody tried to stop him. Nobody tackled him or tried to take his gun away or anything. And he's a scrawny little, you know, 120 or so pound guy. So, you know, it just doesn't make sense. So it looks like they're going to try to use this not only to grab the guns, you know, later another notch on their belt for that, but, you know, Sandy Hook and all the others, the Aurora shooting and the Batman theater thing that they faked. I think it's all a bunch of fake things. The Boston bombing, another fake. The Boston Marathon, you know, hoax thing where they used the actors there to pretend like they got limbs blown off and all that. And then the Sandy Hook things, a bunch of actors they use. You know, it's just like they keep on using all these actors. They're very bad actors. Now they're just fast-tracking the money. Um, they gave the Sandy Hook victims all kinds of money, too, millions and millions of dollars. And I can't think of the name of one of the actors that is so, you know, a terrible actor uh, the one that got into character first, he was up there laughing, I think like the day after Sandy Hook supposedly happened, and at a press conference and saying, do you want me to read the card? And then all of a sudden, he started uh, getting into character, and he looked like he was having a panic attack. But he was supposedly the dad of one of the victims, a little girl with blonde hair uh, at Sandy Hook that got killed. And anyway, he was up there at that press conference, like I've pointed out on my show before, or on Frank's show, I forget which, on Wednesday night. And he was up there, you know, during this press conference, announcing over and over and over how, you know, people have created a Facebook site, Facebook page for us and me, and you can go there and donate. You know, his whole focus was on donate money, donate money, donate money, you know. Uh, he said it over and over and over again about donating to his Facebook page. So, you know, they're not only getting paid off from the Obama administration, whatever, they're also getting paid, and that's millions and millions. They're also getting paid, you know, all the people that donate to them because they get out there and cry. They get out there in the media and they give their sob stories. They don't shed a tear. They're terrible actors. They The, the latest one this South Carolina shooting, it was all about love, 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 and loving the shooter, and we want the shooter to come to our Bible class, and we open the church up immediately, you know, even though all these people got killed there, we don't want the church closed, we want to stay, keep it open, and all this stuff, okay, and they're going to use this whole thing, it looks like, from what it's seeming, to, to clamp down on the internet, they're going to pass some kind of legislation to clamp down on the internet, to you know, suppress speech and all that, um, and they're going to say they're radicalizing people, you know, because of what people say on talk shows like this talk show and others on AVR and other alternative media shows, you know, and the whole, you know, writing articles or blogs or making videos about all these things, exposing the truth, and they're going to clamp down on everybody, apparently. So they're going to use this case and others like it to say that these people are being radicalized to go crazy and shoot people. 
So that's another agenda of theirs. And also, related to that, I have an article that I just happened to come across today because Marcel was on his show, Marcel Roy Ben Shadler, on Constitutional Crusader earlier today, and he gave out a website that he was reading an article from. So I happened to go to that site. And I'd never been there before. It was like Reason.com for Reason Magazine. And I was scrolling through and finding some interesting things, you know, headlines and stuff like that that I wanted to read. So I opened up, and I scrolled down the page, and look what was there. After this Red Silver J guy made this video talking about how they're, they're saying this Dylan Rooftop was radicalized by being on bad sites on the Internet and how, you know, they're going to clamp down the net. Well, guess what? Well, guess what I just happened to see in the headline here on Reason.com? Bill would create new Homeland Security office for countering violent extremism. The legislation relies on dubious theories about radicalization. So I pray for our Heavenly Father to lead me to things and to lead me to the truth and to guide me and all that. And he does. You know, he led me to this headline. I just happened to hear Marcel bring up the side. I went there and there it is. He didn't mention it. He was just talking about other stuff and other articles on the site. But there it was. So it ties into what the guy said on his video about how they're going to clamp down the Internet and all that. And he didn't bring this article up even. Um, you know, I'm sure he would probably make a video out of it if he did know it, it was out there. But that's the thing. They're going to use this. Um, and they're going to use a lot more false flags to counter violent extremism. And they're, I'm going to tell you more about it because it looks like it's about time to take a break for our second hour. I'll get into it on the other side. When you ask me my stance on this shooting, I'm going to tell you it's fake. You're going to say, well, what happened to the bodies? I'm going to tell you, I don't know what happened to the bodies. Why don't you ask them what happened to the bodies or the people? I know it's fake because they did an active shooter drill around the same time. It's documented. So this right here is an active shooter drill. And all these other people are just actors playing out the active shooter drill. They don't feel bad because they know that, and they're also getting $29 million to share between each other. They say, what about the people over there at the church and the people watching? Uh, have you ever heard of extras? Jokers be getting paid $150, and they think that's good. So what you think they're going to do with $29 million? Uh-huh. But I tell you, this thing goes deep. When you see these people coming out here, fake crying. Well, they ain't even fake crying. They're just super happy. Not their family members getting killed. It goes beyond what the people are telling you. It goes beyond what I'm telling you because I show you the video and you see for yourself and you know something is wrong. It is human to be able to detect fake smiles so you can know who to trust and who not to trust. And you know we don't like fake smiles. We don't like being sold stuff. I know I don't. And what they're doing is trying to sell your stories. Oh, all I feel is love. Oh, I forgive the shooter. And then you get the other people coming out. Oh, well, at this moment in time, I do not forgive the shooter, but maybe I could one day. You know, so they try to switch the stories around. But I know intuitively. I know regular people don't speak like this. They talk like they're speaking from a script, just like in Sandy Hook. And then you say, well, how did they do the open casket funeral? Say, I don't know how they did that, but I still know it's fake. Because either it's fake and those family members are actors, or in your case, it's real. And those family members are some of the most heartless 
non-caring individuals that ever existed. Oh, let's not forget Ag Greedy in there, too, since they're receiving $29 million. I'm going to go with the first one. I don't think every single family member is going to be that cold-hearted and talk that robotic and scripted. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave links in the description box for you to watch. Because you need to hear the other side of the story. What they're doing, they're putting out the little open casket, and it's for you. So you see it and you say, oh, okay, must be real. And then you keep going. You ain't going to look any further. Oh, no. It's not fair what they're doing to you. You got the newspapers telling you this, the TV telling you this, your favorite radio personalities telling you this. So it's only right that you hear the other side, which is the real side. Red, silver, J. All I got to say. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.